be entitled to compensation. Compensation. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Vinyl Verdict. I'm Bell. I'm Jamie. I'm Bloof. And this week, it's a topic. We're talking about the artists we have most albums by, and there are some surprising choices yeah. here. Ploof, what are some of the artists you have the most albums by, and who did you choose today? Uh, you know, that's it's tough. I've got a lot of Queens of the Stone Age. I've got a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers, who is who I chose. Um, a lot of other... Aesop Rock was actually at the top of the list, but one, we've talked about him before, and two, a couple records don't count because they're like... One is a weird EP, one is, and one is a, a, a different group. It's Hail Mary Mallon. I'll probably choose that at some point, but... um. Yeah, I don't know. I've got a lot of, uh, like, fours and fives, but I try to buy different records from different people. So a lot of, when I started collecting, I was like, oh, I don't want to buy this whole discography. I want to have, like, a varied collection. So not too many artists, actually. Hmm. What about you, Jimmy? I have a lot of Beatles albums. Um, That's the one I picked. A lot of Beach Boys albums. I have a lot. (laughs) I have a lot of albums by Bruce Springsteen. I I cover all the Bs. I got a lot of B's. Yeah, a lot of B's. I got a lot of like R's and S's. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I have every Rolling Stones album. Wow. Uh, well, j- just about that every. That didn't album. win. What's that? That didn't win most albums. No, I have more Beatles albums than I have Rolling Stones. <laughs> sorry, sorry. When I say I have every Rolling Stones album, I have every one except the ones that came after like 1981 because they don't count. Nah, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like the Rolling Stones. Um, and I, I have a bunch that. of Zeppelin albums. Uh, I have virtually every ZZ Top album. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like collecting a lot of bands. I have a lot of Talking Heads albums. But oh, not really? As, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That would have been good. And uh, so, so it, it basically goes Beatles, Neil Young, and I didn't want to subject you to Neil Young again. Um, <laughs> and then The Stones. So it's, it's like I have 22 Beatles albums. I have 21 Jeez. Neil Young albums. <laughs> And then I have 18. Didn't the Beatles only them. release like 10 albums? Yeah, except the problem was is that Capitol Records, who was the distributor in in the United States and Canada, put out all these like weird compilation albums. Like I have one called Real Music, and that one's just um, move, like albums that are made up of music from their movies. Mm. So all the Beatles movies like Help, and you know all that. And then Help. I have. I, thank you. I need I, somebody help. Um, not just anybody. Okay, help. sorry. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> and then we have. Um, I, I have the, like their live album at the Hollywood Bowl, which is mostly just screaming because there was like thirty thousand yeah. teenage girls in there just yelling the whole time. Um, but yeah, like I have a whole bunch of weird Beatles albums, and I have some weird Beatles bootlegs. Like, uh, Dang, like you're that. counting bootlegs? Um, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, most of my Led Zeppelin collection is just bootlegs. Oh, really? I have a whole bunch of their concert albums. Uh, oh, nice. our, the, our local record store uh, bought a, a um, guy's record collection, and like eighty-five percent of it was just Led Zeppelin, like acetate, nice, like uh, concerts. Yeah. And I just I bought like half a dozen concerts. Uh, it's pretty cool. Hmm. Anyway, how about you, Bell? Um, I also had a lot of Beatles albums. Well, I mean, not anywhere close to you. I had six. Yeah, 22's uh, a lot. I don't have any artists with that much. I've pared down my collection a bit because I made a big move to Vancouver. I didn't want to bring as many. So I definitely have a, a lesser amount by certain artists because I kind of just keep the star stuff. I also like new music. So some of my uh, favorite artists don't have that many albums out. Tell us about Dean Martin. Yes. So, But I do have my, a lot of Dean Martin. That ones. was my nerd world. Tell us about... 
Dean Martin. Martin. You know I love Dean and Nardwar. It's really hard to hold in. But yeah, I have a lot of Dean Martin because my mom was getting rid of a bunch of records for some reason. I don't know where they came from, but uh, there was a ton of Dean Martins in there that were in pretty decent condition. So I was like, oh, you know, this is good music to just throw on. I like Frank Sinatra. I'll probably like Dean Martin. Never listened to any of them. Uh, But I actually have a tied amount uh, with seven Dean Martins with the artist I chose today, Dan Mangan. I have seven of his albums, which is every album. So I have all of his albums on vinyl. Uh, Mac DeMarco is pretty high up there as well. Um, Two Canadians. Yeah, love Canadian music. Mac like, DeMarco's truly. Canadian? Yeah, he's from like Duncan. I had no idea. Yeah. I have a couple Dan of his Dan Mangan is from somewhere near Prince Rupert. We'll talk about Dan Mangan later because mm-hmm. uh, he was my choice. But yeah, I don't have a ton. Mostly it's like three or four by other artists. But yeah, Dan Mangan, The Beatles, and Dean Martin... Though I have pared down my Dean Martin collection since because uh, that's too many for one man to have. Did mm. you did you bring them for me yet? You know what you're getting for Christmas because uh, your birthday is tomorrow and they're not here. Happy birthday, Jamie. Uh, happy, happy early birthday, Jamie. Thank you. Uh, but we're going to start with Jamie's pick. The Be- Beatles. Has anyone the, ever the heard of the Beatles? Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> they sound like that, right? They're like, oh, it's made the Beatles. <laughs> I'm the main Beatles. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about... Uh, what album you picked? Uh, the, the Beatles are like a little known band. Um, I didn't know if you guys had heard of them. Never. You know, I, I've never heard of this Liverpool, band in my life. Liverpool, somewhere yeah. in England. We're anyway. getting to the point where people won't because we didn't grow up like actually seeing the Beatles. Do you want a work so. story? No. You guys are getting a work story. Anyway, oh, one no. of the people. Cut this, we, cut this, cut this. One of the people we worked <laughs> with said he had never heard of the Beatles before and it was genuine. And I felt, oh, yeah. I never felt more dead inside. Um, <laughs> Well, anyway. it's like our grandparents, well, maybe Jamie's parents, uh, yeah, era, because like my grandma liked the Beatles, but I don't, my mom didn't really. Really? Well, because that would have been your parents' music, right? So like, it wasn't Yeah, cool. it is. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, the. it's in so many, it's in so much media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're ubiquitous, you know. Um, sure. I mean, if you think of a band, if if someone put a gun to your head and asked you what what's the name of a band, I'm sure you can think of the Beatles. Just think of a band. Yeah, just think of a band. Name a band. I don't know if they Any would band. actually come up right away. The I'd Beatles. probably think of someone else first, but I mean, yeah, I get it. Like they're they're pretty pretty up there. If you think of rock band, you might think of Beatles. Definitely not. No, mm-hmm. I think of pop. Oh, interesting. Okay. Anyway, I think um, someone maps. call them the king of pop. Oh no, that's that's Michael Jackson. Um, They're not maps. Oh. Fun fact: Michael Jackson once sold owned the Beatles sound, songbook. He mm-hmm. bought them for like five hundred million dollars or something like that. Anyway, um, the Beatles. We covered Sgt. Pepper's "Lonely Hearts Club Band." It's not my favorite Beatles album. I like you said it like they say in the song. Sgt. Pepper's "Lonely, Lonely Hearts, Hearts Club, Club Band. Band." What's um? What's your what? What's Neither your of you suck it on beat. But uh, I like it. I like <laughs> close enough. Uh, I like Abbey Road. Yeah, I like good. Rubber Soul. Rubber oh, Soul's Rubber Soul's one. a good album. Uh, Revolver's a good album too. Sure. Um, I'm big for. I'm big on the White Album and and Sergeant Pepper's try. probably are my yeah. two favorites. Sergeant Pepper's is okay. I, I like it. Um, usually, I, I come in with a fun fact, but the only fun fact I have about this album is that Jimi Hendrix, who was living in England at the time, uh, learned the title track from this album four hours after the album was released. Losing the Sky with Diamonds. No, uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah. Um, and he played it in concert that night. And Crazy. several members of the band were there. That's so cool. So, um, and, and they, they describe it as being wild. 
I have a copy of that <laughs> recording. It was it released uh, much later on his album Hendrix in the West. Uh, he played it back to back with um, he played the British national anthem and then he segued into Sgt. Pepper's. It was pretty cool. Man, why did Jimmy have to die so young? Uh, it, it's really good. Insane guitarist. Yeah, um, but uh, the band was really impressed that he learned how how to play the song like four hours after their album came out. So yeah, he's got a cool little guitar work in there too. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we made it this long before talking about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it happened with a topic, which is kind of surprising. You ever heard of them though? The Beatles were one of my favorite, first favorite bands, yeah. and they were easily top three for me, like up until high school. Oh, yeah. And by then, the only reason they'd fallen out is because I'd listened to them so much and yeah. watched shows and documentaries. I remember downloading a LimeWire download of literally everything from the Beatles had ever released, every yeah. demo, everything like that, and I'd like listen to it all. I really enjoyed it. I thought the fact that they really only existed for eight years, yeah, mind-boggling. It's like, how do they release so much music and so many hits and go through such an evolution in such a short period of time? At, at one point, they were releasing two albums a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When yeah, you're that, when you're and, that uh, famous and there's good. nothing else to do. And Yeah, it was the 60s. They couldn't play Candy Crush. And, and, <laughs> and they only toured for four years. <laughs> no they stopped Fortnite. touring in 1966. Mm-hmm. So... This album was recorded shortly after they stopped touring. They got tired of touring that quick, which is so crazy. To be yeah. that famous and be like, well, don't want to do that anymore. And then still be one of the most legendary bands of all time. Yeah. yeah. And they released uh, full albums of their songs in German. Mm-hmm. Did they is, sing it in German? Yeah, they sung it in ah, German. It's weird. That's cool. I didn't know that. Well, I want to hold your hand in German just sounds creepy. Hmm. So. Yeah, there's something so elegant about their music and the fact that it lasts so long, even... Uh, like this far after we still talk about it as such a mm-hmm. great album and how we all kind of have a favorite album that's a different style and era like mine yeah. being Rubber Soul it's because it's kind of like a mix of the old and new it's this kind of poppy but also kind of psychedelic or darker tones mm-hmm. uh, Sgt. Pepper's I think is great because it's you know music from the Yellow Submarine movie which is what I watched religiously as a child you might be like oh Yellow Submarine would be that music true but there was also a ton of uh, songs from this album mm-hmm. that really I think the album cover also really dragged me in as like a six-year-old being like, whoa, this is fun. So colorful. So yeah. colorful. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. I, I guess uh, there was there were two songs from this album that were charting singles. And then there there was a song that was recorded at the same time but not included on the album that was a number one single, uh, which was Penny Lane. Oh, what? Was that was recorded for this one, not Abbey Road? It was recorded for this album, but the Beatles' policy was if they released it as a single that wasn't part of an album, it would not be included on an album. Huh. So it was recorded at, in, during these sessions, but not included on the album. Uh, Penny Lane is a great song. It is truly a great song. I don't have a ton of interesting facts about this as well, not to steal uh, any thunder, but I did read that it's credited as kicking off the album era, which is where albums became the dominant way of listening to music instead of singles. That's right. And it helped launch the 1967 Summer of Love, while also uh, legitimizing music as an art-like medium. Apparently, Ah, like it was not really seen as an art before then. And then this happened. It's like crazy. Yeah, sure. Which is such a wild thing. When I got to that point in like the Wikipedia, I was like, what? That like, that, that article is nuts. That is the longest Wikipedia al- uh, uh, article I've read about an album. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's fascinating. There, there's notes on every song. Yep. Like the circumstances they recorded them in. Um, yeah, it, it's worth reading. Um, there there are many books on the Beatles too. If you're interested in them as a band. Um, but why don't we give 
the album one last listen. Or maybe Ploof had some thoughts. I don't know. Not a ton. I love this album. I love the Beatles. I'm not, like, crazy about them. I had a phase, you know, where I was into them. Watched a lot of, uh, not Yellow Submarine, but uh, Cross the Universe was fun. Yeah, it's a great movie, yeah. too. I like Watch Yesterday. That did, you, did you guys yes. ever yes. see that Yes, the new movie Yesterday is surprisingly good. It's oh, funny. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, a guy wakes up in a universe where the Beatles never existed and then copies their songs. <laughs> yeah, so he, like, steals their music, but... And then it doesn't matter because they don't exist. Yeah, so like people just enjoy the yeah. music today. It's really interesting. I have been to Abbey Road. Really? I've got a picture. You take a picture? Yeah. I. Oh, man. I don't think I even have it anymore. I was like 16 at the time, and it was a school trip to London and like Normandy and stuff. We went oh, for yeah. a, wow, that uh, sounds a cool trip. war history. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, was it for the 60th anniversary of D-Day? Uh, Vimy Ridge. Yeah. Oh, Vimy Ridge. 100th yeah. anniversary yeah, of Vimy Ridge, on I think. One, yeah. yeah. So, um so I like I've been and I, I even uh, picked up like a little Rubber Soul uh, keychain or something while I was there because Rubber Soul was my favorite album at the time, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know they've kind of like same I've listened to them so much that I just it's whatever it's why I haven't gone and sought out all of their albums like I have the White album because my dad had two copies yeah um, and then I bought Magical Mystery Tour just because it's kind of a fun release and I just yeah. saw it randomly while I was uh, buying some used records it's good album yeah I'd like to buy Sgt Pepper but. I'm not like about to, you know, run off and try to look for it or anything like that. Yeah, you could probably find it. This album's been repressed. Oh, yeah, all of them. thousands of times. Uh, all, so. all of the non-obscure stuff has been yeah, repressed. I'm to sure you could. Find I make it a lot of jokes about, uh, you know, people having posters on their walls, but Jamie legitimately has a Beatles poster on his wall. Yes. Uh, I just see it Where? in the corner of my eye over in his little alcove Look, there. Yeah, it lives above my desk. Yeah. Ah. It, it, it that one's cool because it has all their album covers. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so Penny Lane was on Magical Mystery Tour because I went to look up the track listing for that. Yes, like, oh. it, it, it's um, it, that's a really good album. It um, the Magical Mystery Tour album that's on um, Spotify and and Apple Music includes it, but it's not included on the pressing. Really? Yeah. Wow. If you get it, I'm pretty sure it's got a little streaming bo- service. Little really, really well. changing history. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the, the the Beatles policy for a lot of their songs, like, for example, I like their song Old Brown Shoe, which is a um, George Harrison song, but it doesn't appear on any other Old albums. Old Brown Shoe. Yeah, that's pretty good. Hmm. Baby, well, I'm in love with you. Should we give it one last listen? Let's yeah. do it. Picture yourself in a boat on a river with tangerine trees and marmalade skies to see you're really only very small I float on within you and without you I read the news today oh boy four thousand holes in Blackburn Lancashire the title track Ploof, you love it when albums start with the title track. I do, and you know what? It ends with it too. Like we'll get to that, but uh, I, I I like it when they put it right at the start. If you're gonna name an album and then put a song with the same name in it, just put it at the start. Like don't bury it in the middle. Uh, I love the guitar riff, like right at the start. It's so mm-hmm. cool, um, and I'm a big fan of all the crowd stuff. And I like how much it like fades in and out when it kind of comes in. It's just wicked. And the group singing track. of. Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts oh, yeah. Band. It, man, it gets my head banging. It's just yeah. so catchy. The pacing of it is yeah. so fun. It feels like a live show. It feels like you're right there with yeah. it. Absolutely. It's so much fun. This Love. is one of the first songs to include fake crowd sounds, something that was popularized later um, on again with Benny and the Jets. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's like a fake live recording. It adds a lot, too. Yeah. I, like, I like how announcery it is. Yeah, like, it's a very circus show-like. Yeah. And obviously... 
yeah. that imagery is presented totally. on the album cover as well, but I really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, man. Oh, the riff is so smile. good. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, oh, it's so good. I love this song. Yeah. The, the bass on this entire album is really good. Like Paul McCartney's I, yeah. bass is really pronounced. I wrote that a few times too on a few tracks. I was like, wow, I never really uh, paid attention to the bass lines in Beale songs, but I really enjoyed it on a few tracks. Yeah, it's fat. It's yeah. a fat bass on this, on this, uh, on this and album. it's got the quick transition into with a little help from my friends. Yeah, and then it like segues mm-hmm. one song to the other. It's kind of yeah. such Billy a Shears. Such a nice song about friendship. Yeah, uh, another song with a big fat bass line. Yeah, on it. yeah. Yes, this one it, it starts with like bass and drums. Yeah, uh, really like it. Iconic. I Ringo's do. vocals are solid, yeah. even though he's not usually a vocalist. <laughs> I like how knowing that it's funny with the first verse where he's like forgive me if I stick out of key like please yeah because uh, I'm sure with such an iconic song it's something they perform very well they would have performed very often if they performed live but yeah. it's a it's a good song uh, Joe Cocker does an incredible version of this album that's one of his signature songs mm. um, cool he did uh, it first at Woodstock 69 um, his uh, his version is also the theme song for the TV show The Wonder Years with our friend Fred Savage in it. I don't ah. um, but his version at Woodstock is 18 minutes long. It's really good. Just noodles for a long time. Oh yeah, there's yeah. He, he, <laughs> Joe Cocker's stage presence is nuts because he kind of like like flops around on stage. <laughs> they made fun of him on uh, Saturday Night Live. For years, uh, John Belushi did his Joe Cocker impression. It was like him, like flop sweating all over the stage. It's really good. Hmm. Um, it's a good song, though. I like it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I like the simple call and answers. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Beatles are very legendary for their harmonies, but there's just something with the call and answers in this one that are that are quite good. Yeah, and it's nice because it's not a Lennon and McCartney song. This mm-hmm. is a Ringo song. I mean, it was written by them for him, but it was still good. No, um, so every song on a Beatles album. No, this credited. one's literally written by Paul. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it, it's it, funny because he made a change to lyrics for the Would You Stand Up and Walk Out on Me? It used to be Would You Stand Up and Throw Tomatoes at Me? <laughs> or something like that. But he didn't want people to throw stuff. Yeah. Because in one of the, in an interview, George Harrison had said he likes jelly beans. And then people would throw jelly beans at them in their live shows. Oh, my shows. God. Oh, that's distracting. So now they're like, don't put anything regarding throwing. I don't want to be hit with tomatoes if we ever play the song. Yeah. Uh, but I like fun. the high note at the end as well. He uh, He hits it. Yeah, oh, at the that. end, at the end when it just fades out. With yeah, my it's friends. Like, it's like, yeah. He tries his best. He hits it. Not bad. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. What a classic. Amazing. It's great. Still time. holds up. I haven't listened to it in probably like 15 years. So good. I should be listening to this song more often. Picture yourself on a couch in my apartment. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> with... Does it stand for LSD? It does not. Allegedly not. I don't. I don't believe that. I know that these. What's the, what's the story? The that there's a picture that his kid drew, yeah. and it's yeah, like it's in the uh, article. Yeah, there is a picture of I it. I get it, man, but I don't know. It's a it's a, it's a uh, picture drawn by Julian Lennon, and also themes of uh, awesome through the it. looking glass. Yeah. yeah. So that's why some of the because like the imagery is very like psychedelic Very but it's much. based on Alice in Wonderland which is psychedelic well so. yeah and a, child, written, and a child's painting which is very mm-hmm. colorful the dude wrote Alice in Wonderland like on laudanum yeah, oh yeah 100% super messed I, up uh, I love the uh, organ that like yeah. dominates mm-hmm. the song my goodness it's got the perfect tone 
perfect, perfect, perfect tone. I found a video that isolates all the different tracks. Oh, and that's I just cool. listen to the organ because I'm like, wow, it's so beautiful that the, uh, twinkling sound. Yeah, it's, it's it's a pretty song. I like it. I really um, like the drum signaling the chorus mm-hmm. every time. Um, I like the weird vocal effect that he's got going on. Yeah, it's like a little wavy. Yeah, like, yeah, just warbly. A little bit. warbly. Could, yeah. yeah, warbly is a good way to put it. Um, and another fire, fire bass line mm. from our friend Paul McCartney, a famous left-handed person just like myself. Yeah, mm. yeah, I like the the pre-choruses. Everything is very basic. It means that you can kind of imagine something in the song, no yeah. matter where you're from or your upbringing. It's all basic things. Yeah, seen in different ways, so you can kind of like picture it in your own he, head. Yeah, he asks you multiple times in the song to picture something, which is interesting. I don't think I recall another song before this going, "Hey, picture yourself." Floating down a river. It's like okay, okay, cool. I'll do that. <laughs> no, okay, no. Picture yeah. yourself listening to "Getting Better," the next song. Yeah, this is. There's a reason why this song is so well known, and "Getting Better" is fine. It's a good song. <laughs> I like the clapping, and it's got nice harmonizing. It can't get no worse. Hey, don't forget, John Lennon is kind of a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> Even in this song, he's like, "Yeah, I used to hit women and do uh, bad things, and I'd yeah. make sure that they don't have their own life." And it's oh, like, man, yeah, yeah. But I used Thanks to for do- admitting that, I guess. And he, yeah. he, he used to and he still did. Yep. He was like a piece of crap his whole life. Yep. Uh, yeah. He is garbage. Don't hit people, especially people that love, trust, or depend on you. Yeah. Good, good. And don't ignore your, uh, your only children. Yep. Yeah, right. Like, man. Um, he says it in a, a nice singy-songy way, though, to almost slide under the radar. He sure does. <laughs> uh, uh, it's basic, but I, I think it's basic to a fault. Uh, there's a lot of really good production songs on here. And this kind of feels like an old... Beatles song where yeah. it's just kind of yeah. poppy. Yeah. But I don't know. With the following albums and even other songs on this, I feel like they've evolved past it and they just kind of put the song on because they had it. But there's, yeah. a, there's a few on here that I felt were like cl- kind of just classic Beatles. And I think that they kind of just put them on because otherwise it would be way too short of an album. Because mm. it's like 40 minutes almost on the dot. That's fairly um, long for an album. I was actually going to say, that's long yeah. for Beatles' album. I guess. Most of their albums are between 20 and 30 minutes long. Because remember, every one of their songs is like two minutes long. I guess I'm just yeah. used to listening. Like, I like the White Album so much, so I'm used to like a really long... That's a long... Yeah, that's that a one's long super long. Album, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a fine song. Fixing a Hole Where the Rain Gets oh, In. Oh, I love Fixing a Hole. I don't really have any thoughts. It is a good really? song. Really? It didn't really resonate with me. I, will for- I forgot it was on this album in the first place. I'll forget about it after this episode. Yeah, I like the little solo around a minute seventeen though. Yeah, there's a there's a little gu- cool guitar around uh, around a, uh, like fifty seconds that I like too. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is the one where I really noticed like how much I love the bass. Um, yeah, it, it just kind of walks across like all of these tracks in this really steady plodding bassy way, and it just fits perfectly. It's fat sounding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a big guy. Boom. A slow plodding fat yeah. ugly bass line. I hate it. <laughs> um, it. This one fades out, but I actually kind of like it here, especially with how much the bass kind of stays in the forefront of it. But yeah, I don't know. I love fixing a hole. It's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't leave an impact on me at least. She's leaving home is kind of a sad song. Oh, this song is very, very good. I really like this one. I guess, I guess it's sort of like this album's Eleanor Rigby in that it's hmm. is has an orchestral accompaniment. It's yeah, kind the of depressing. Sound beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and the strings being added is very cinematic to the story about someone running away from home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the parents are very upset about it. Yeah, they're it. like, "We provided everything. We did all that she wanted." But I like the evolution where at the end they're like, oh, like maybe we're overbearing or like maybe she needs fun. And like there's this realization yeah. at the end of the song where the parents of the person who ran away are like, 
oh, well, maybe there's more than what we kind of yeah. see on the surface. Because even uh, a lot of the lyrics are like, how could you do this to us? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. But it's, no, really like this. This one's good, but I always just kind of forget it exists on this album. Like, it's never one that, like, stays at the forefront of my memory. Really? Yeah, it's always, like, Benefit of Mr. Kite, Fixing a Hole, um, I mean, Getting Better, you know, Good Morning, Good Morning, stuff like that. For some reason, this one's just, like, I only remember it like once I'm watching across the universe, I'm like, Oh yeah, they wrote this song too. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. This is like across one the of the songs that I would, if you said name Beatles songs, this song would come up. Really? Early. Yeah. I think this is like a master class of lyricism and instrumentals working together. Uh, I think it's really, really good. Yeah. Like this one. If you think about like, when was the first Beatles song that actually tells a story that doesn't, that isn't about a girl or something like that. Yeah. I, or his love and yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I mean, like I, I, I think one of their first songs like that would be like "No Reply," mm. where, where it's like you actually get a story out of it. And this mm. one tells an interesting story too. So yeah, no, really like this. Yeah, being for the benefit of Mister Kite, a circus style song like the opening track. Yeah. yeah. I like this one. It's Thank just you. literally them reading a poster. There's yeah. a poster that's for the benefit of Mr. Kite, oh, like yeah. a circus show, and they're just reading things off of it. Pretty yeah, much. It's, it's literally. <laughs> I, you know, you're right. <laughs> Top I've, to bottom. It's never. That's never like clued in. But I'm like. There's just, things where they they've admitted they didn't know what it was. They just like. Yeah. Kept reading it, reading it like a setting <laughs> salt is apparently what a somersault is now. Yeah. Oh. They, they didn't know that. They just kind of kept reading the poster, and I think that's such a clever song. Yeah. Or like way to get some a song is like that's a cool poster, you and then start writing. <laughs> the, at the end of the album is, or sorry, the end of the song is just uh, r- random calliopes and stuff in the studio going off at the same yeah. time. Mm. I like neat. I like the like nightmare fueled weird bit after talking about Henry the horse dancing the waltz. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it always has and it always will kind of spook me a little. The bit. vocals on this song are hard panned to both sides mm-hmm. and it's weird yeah classic Beatles you listen with one earbud and you yeah, have sucks. half of well, what's weird yeah. is that it's it's hard panned to both sides but way off to the both oh, sides yeah and it's uh, I don't know I, it was like weird I was like turning my head I'm like where where is this music coming from yeah other than the the, the post horse section I think that the song is surprisingly not that scary of a circus song no, no. No, the rest of it's fine, but that one part after they t- the, yeah. the, the Henry the Horse part, it's like Woo! most other circus songs are scary, but yeah. this one somehow stays within the boundary. Uh, within you, without you, the wow. George Harrison song. I didn't like it a lot before, but listening really? to this time, I was like, "This is my favorite, one of my favorite Beatles songs." Now, I love the sitar. Like, yeah, a there, lot. there are multiple indian instruments on this album and it's very interesting yeah thank you beatles for going to india and, and discovering getting messed up religion. and discovering yeah, some yeah. new stuff this is the second beatles song that was only written by or involves one beatle yeah that's so george yesterday harrison. was only paul mccartney and this one is only george harrison with an indian band that's cool i didn't know that yeah it evokes yeah. themes of hindustan Hindus- i think you mean it's giving it's giving it, it evokes themes of uh hindu hindu classical music there we go it's giving hindu vibes (laughs) it's giving hindu vibes. yeah man this the instrumentation and dreamy lyrics just blow or flow so beautifully and i feel like the instrumental break from 220 to 348 is 
amazing. Absolutely masterful work. George Harrison did an amazing job. Uh, the Laughing at the End is weird. And I know it's yeah. like to relieve this pressure of like yeah. a kind of depressing song mm-hmm. where it's like you need to let go of stuff. You're getting too consumerist or whatever. But I don't think you have to do that. Like the Father John Mystery one, the I don't feel like thing. it really adds yeah. anything. No. Didn't need it. Uh, but it's ex- this song is extremely underrated. I never hear anybody talk about it. I like how like watery and liquidy it is. I don't know if uh, mm. if it's a djembe or some other hand drum that they're using, but I just man, I don't know. It feels so fluid. Yeah, things are fading in and thing. out, yeah. forward yeah. and back. It's like wow. Yeah. Um, it it features uh, in the Beatles Cirque du Soleil show. Oh, cool. Mm. That is uh, cool. Yeah, it's it's very neat. Uh, I think it's basically the entire song too. Nice, yeah, because this is a long song. Yeah, at, uh, it's the like second like, longest song on the album. Yeah. yeah, that is an eternity in Beatles songs. Yeah, it, <laughs> it might as well be two that's, songs. Yeah. I was gonna say that's like three tracks. That's there crazy. are so many just hit pop radio songs. I'm glad they took the risk and put it on the album. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. You know, uh, usually there's a one George Harrison song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad it was this one. Uh, when I'm 64, a simple song about a relationship. My favorite song when I was a kid. Yeah, it's I fun. listen to this so much. It's very pretty, very pretty lyrics, nicely sung, very heartwarming. A little marching beat. It's so yeah. fun. It's done in the same uh, music hall style as um, Get Back in Line from um, from the Kinks album we covered a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, it's sort of, British music hall is kind of like like the oompa boompa 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 mm-hmm. boom part. Um, I think I thought it was cool. It's a good song. Yeah, I played clarinet in middle school. And this <laughs> yeah. is the song that convinced me that it wasn't too embarrassing to do so, since I wanted to play trumpet like my other friends. <laughs> uh, and it's funny, I never really wondered why Paul sounds different in this song, but apparently they pitched him up to make oh. him sound younger. Yeah, okay. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I never really thought about the fact that he sounds younger or like sounds different. Yeah, yeah they pitched it up to Interesting. make him sound younger. Apparently, he wrote this song when he was like 13. Dang. And no, 64 okay. seemed really old and stuff like that. Uh, and they changed some of the lyrics, obviously, from when he was really young. But sure. the, they apparently had played this song live. Like, whenever there'd be tech problems, he'd hop on the piano and play this and stuff like That's that. That's cute. Hmm. Uh, yeah, really enjoy this song. Um, it's lovely. Speaking of lovely, lovely Rita. <laughs> Meter Maid. Weird. <laughs> really? Very I... weird subject to be in love or lust with the parking <laughs> attendant. Paul McCartney, prob- got, Paul McCartney got a parking ticket in front of Abbey Road Studio. Thought the Meter Maid's name was Rita. And yeah. they wrote a song about it. And he found out the term meter made from a trip to America. And he's like, meter made kind of has a sexy name to it. Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> oh. I don't know. It's just a parking attendant or whatever. Yeah. In the yeah. UK. It's like meter made. Aren't made sexy? Like, hey. huh? I, I really like it. Is it a, I don't know if it's like a kazoo sometimes on it, but I don't hate it. I think it is a kazoo. Yeah. Actually. I like the backing vocals quite a lot. I don't, there's nothing like special about this one. It's just kind of nice. It's kind of a weird song. It's yeah. a weird subject, man. Uh, yeah. I, I like the ragtime piano solo at a minute yeah. 10. I was like, yo, okay. <laughs> the weird outro, though. <laughs> a little bit. Like sexual, weird. <laughs> I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of the outro. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a really good bass line. Yeah. I like the super simple uh, snare drumming from Ringo. I thought I liked this song more. But listening to this, I was like, I don't like the, when they say good morning, I don't like the vocals in that. Oh. Oh, really? I like the like little good morning, good morning. I think maybe it's because everybody's like... in the background for it. Oh. I kind of want something in the foreground, but oh. it doesn't happen. The speed, though, is great. Yeah. The f- yeah. verses are amazing. I love the simple banging drums that again get your yeah. head bobbing got yeah. some brass instruments in it pretty mm-hmm. good it's got um, a cool guitar solo about halfway through which inspired is inspired by 
A cornflakes commercial. Really? Was it? Yeah. Huh. I don't know much about this song. Yeah, the guitar solo is good. Yeah, and they're it's not really known for that. So yeah, cool. it's goofy, but still catchy enough to listen to it as music. Yeah. The outro again. Yeah, the animals whatever. or whatever. Makes no sense. I don't. I don't like that. It's I like think it's just part of the circus thing. The yeah, it's it's leading into the reprise. Hmm. Yeah, which is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band reprise. reprise. Again. Yeah, but it's much faster. Still catchy. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of fun to have an outro that matches the intro, but it's weird that it doesn't end the album. That's my only problem with it's it. It's like, why would you do this and then have I know. another song? A Day in the Life should just like it's an amazing song. I love Day in the Life; it's fantastic. But why doesn't it just come some Bring other it time? Right up with when it with within yeah. without you. Yeah, within you without you. Bring it if you put Day in the Life up there. The pacing kind of makes sense, yeah. but it's just like, hey, it's the end of the album. Oh wait, we have the best song the Beatles have ever written after this. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a Day in the Life is a good song. It's the best song they've ever written. I'm like, holy smokes, this song It tells is two yeah. stories. It's pretty interesting. So I, I know the one about Tara Brown. What's the other one? No, I'm just... I mean, even Paul that, McCartney's it's just like getting telling up in the two opposing views. Oh. Yeah, it's, 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 two, it's two different stories, yeah. Um, and I love it, because even though Paul McCartney's portion's like upbeat, it kind of just shows that, like, I don't know, in my head there can be this stuff happening with one person then someone else is just like well time to go to school yeah and they're yeah. just like doing their own thing and then immediately contrast it again with another verse from john lennon yeah so good yeah i also wrote honestly this is probably their best song ever because mm-hmm. it probably is uh, uh piano is very on point on this yeah the little uh, bit of reverb on the vocals and instruments that just really matches yeah, yeah. the intensity of again what's being said yeah ends on a cool piano chord yeah yeah man the it's it's really good. And I like the swell in between oh, the two I verses know. as well. Y- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Apparently they recruited like an orchestra of like 40 musicians and just had them do a crescendo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's super cool. Yeah, you get a he Paul or John Lennon called it a, a musical orgasm. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, that's And uh of... I just yeah, I think it's it's really hard to put into words why it's so impactful and resonates for so long after hearing it. So if you've never heard it, I mean, go listen to it. It's it's very good. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Though I, do, I wonder sometimes if you get a more, if there's a bit more appreciation if you've heard more of the Beatles backlog. Like it kind of mm. feels like a balance again between some of their older, lighthearted stuff in Paul's verse mm-hmm. and their darker or, you know, more experimental John's verse and their future yeah. catalog mm-hmm. to end again something very experimental with the one note. It's very, very good. Yeah. You guys want to mention how it's about Tara Brown? Heir to I mean, the Guinness Fortune? So, so the guy who died in a car crash. Died in a car crash yeah. is yeah. The, She's a friend of the band. Yeah, was, which is weird because it says he blew his mind out in the car. Yeah, but I've, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's a car accident. Yeah. yeah, and then the holes. How many holes you can put in Albert Hall is from a a article where they were like, oh yeah, there's a there there's a field and like there's enough holes in it that you could fill. Like the the entirety of the Albert Hall, and he's the question is good because like how many holes? How many holes is that? Is that a lot of holes? I don't know. The the Albert Hall is a big building. I never really questioned any of the lyrics from John Lennon's verses. I don't understand or didn't understand anything about them, but I never care enough to like look up what it meant. So it's interesting. It's about an actual event, even though it's obviously yeah, it's just uh, a weird changed a little bit. Yeah, and then yeah, the, the holes part. I was always like, okay. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, he's literally... Like, is related to that guy killing himself? Like, I don't get... <laughs> he's literally just reading the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like that poster. You know, sometimes you get a good song. You just read uh, it. Just reading something. Yeah. yeah, just reading the newspaper. But man, yeah, no, very, very good. I think it was only recently that someone was able to recreate that last note 
They like okay. figured out what it was uh, fairly recently. It was crazy. There's Good. something like four pianos of different keys, and they did the highest and lowest E on all of them at the same time. <laughs> and you can actually hear them like moving around a little bit as they sustain that last note. Mm. It's really interesting. You can hear cool. like somebody like cough a little bit or something oh, yeah. like that as they're holding it, as they're trying to stay really quiet. Because like obviously it's just like a mic yeah. near all these uh, pianos. pianos. It's really interesting. Yeah. Good album though. Yeah. yeah what about great. the album itself, Jamie? Is it in good condition? Obviously, there's a lot of copies out there. This is my mom's copy. So all the Beatles albums, except for the ones that I've bought since I moved out here, are my mom's. This is a 1977 repressing of the album. It is a gatefold. It's got some really cool art in the Ooh. middle. What's on the cover? Uh, you get all the Beatles and some cutout people and some other. You get a whole bunch of statues and musical instruments. You get a whole bunch of their wax figurines. You get all kinds of people. There's Edgar Allan Poe on the top there. If you're watching on Spotify uh, or listening, you can you can see the album cover. Pe- uh, I put it up on screen because it's a video wow. episode. And Thanks, then on Bill. the back is just uh, the lyrics to the album, all the whole uh, the whole album. Uh, yeah, I wish it was different. There's no I think track it'd be cool listing. if it was just plain. Yeah. With them standing there, because the Beatles are standing in the back. Is it Paul who's facing the wrong way? John? It is Paul who's facing the wrong way. It's because he died. He's and they don't want to show that dead. they don't have a good <gasps> fake Paul. And he's the one without shoes on the album cover <gasps> uh, on Abbey Road. What does that mean? Conspiracy. I don't know. Anyway, this is a stereo copy of it. It was released in both stereo and mono. Um, I don't know. It's a good sounding album. Um, it's not as old as uh, some of the other ones I own. Um, but it, it is a good sounding uh, Beatles album because um, I stole it from my mom. I didn't. I didn't pay a dime for it, but um, she probably paid between seven and ten dollars for it. Yeah, it's really easy to get now for for cheap. Go to garage sales. Somebody has this. Yeah. yeah. Go to Valley Village. They have this. If like, you want to buy the, the latest remaster of it, I think it's like thirty dollars. It's not very much money. Mm-hmm. Well, should we get into final verdicts? Yeah, sure. Ploof, you start us off. It's a 10. This album's like pretty much perfect. I My only complaints are that A Day in Life comes at the end instead of second last. And they do that stupid um, never do see any other way at the end as a hidden track. Um, oh, that's not on my vinyl. That's not on your it's record? On oh, maybe it's just a Spotify yeah. thing. Yeah, I've never not, listened to this on one my, physically. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, there you go. That's even one less thing that I'm like... A little upset about those are small enough mistakes though that i can easily forgive them because the rest of it's just incredible uh it's got a great mix of interesting new sounds with kind of some classic beatles hits as well and neither of them like nothing ever feels out of place for me even though it like it goes all over the place a little bit with their sounds but it's it all just feels very cohesive still but uh, maybe it's just because i've heard the album so many times and i'm just kind of used to it but yeah it's great uh, man, what a hard album to rate. It has both some of the most memorable Beatles songs and some of the best songs I think have ever been written. I mean, it's it's hard to, to put a, a ranking on that. But it also has some goofy and or totally unremarkable songs on it as well. On top of this, it's also an album that I've listened to front to back many, many times already. It is excellent music for the most part, but would I put it on more regularly than other albums you've already listened to on this uh, lovely podcast that you should 
I would follow, like, give and five subscribe, stars, ring the know, bell, whatever, like tell your friends about. Yes, probably I would put it on more it's often. Pretty a good. lot of these albums. It's pretty good. I'm gonna put this in the fourth spot above "Am" by Arctic Monkeys and below "Evil Urges" by My Morning Jacket. It's not my favorite Beatles album. I think this is a fantastic album mm-hmm. and contains music that you 100% should listen to. But I'm gonna choose other albums to put on instead of it, so mm-hmm. it's hard to give it like the perfect score when I'm gonna grab Rubber Soul over this every time. You sure. know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an integral part of uh, music history though and it is worth your time there is a reason why the Beatles are so well known yeah like there's a reason why yeah Mm -hmm. really good what do you think Jamie yeah just like you it's not my favorite Beatles album but it's one I appreciate Um, and I think if I was to choose one I I believe I said I would choose Abbey Road Um, Abbey Road is an album that you can listen to front to back as well um but I think this one is like an 11 out of 13 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not perfect, but it's very good. It's very good. And it's very enjoyable. Speaking of enjoyable, what about your pick? Dan Mangan. I feel bad for Dan because I planned on covering Dan Mangan <laughs> on the podcast. And now he's in an episode with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Beatles. Like, that's some stiff competition for a local artist. Uh, like I said, I have a lot of Dan Mangan albums. It's true. All the ones that are on vinyl. Uh, Being Somewhere is the album we're listening to today. It's his newest album, and it's his sixth or seventh album, depending on if you count Thief. Um, I have seven because I actually have two copies of O Fortune. I have the limited edition 10th anniversary, as well as just a regular pressing of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's probably the one I would have chosen for a solo episode, uh, or more or less, which is his album that came out. Uh, in 2018, and I think it is fantastic. Pe- Summary people don't count Thief as an album because it's all covers. Oh, which I think uh, is a funny name for an album. Thief. That oh, is pretty funny. Covers. Yeah, oh, I, I count. I, I like count that. cover albums. Right. I think it's fine. The covers are also fantastic. But that's yeah. beside the point. Uh, Dan Mangan is from Vancouver. He was born in Smithers, but moved in here. Yes, Smithers. Smithers is in uh, middle of BC. If you don't know, and. Uh, no offense to people from Smithers, not a whole lot going on there. So. <laughs> Got him. I first heard Dan Mangan when I saw him live when he performed in Cranbrook back in 2015 as I had a friend who wanted to go, and I went with her because I hadn't heard his music, but I love concerts, and I was blown away by how much I enjoyed his concert. He's a lot of fun. It was just him and his guitar. He ended up coming into the crowd and standing in the seat next to me because the person left halfway through for some reason. You missed out on a heck of a concert. Uh, I think they left after the opener, which was... Wow. Uh, really don't like him. Maybe Astral Swans was that show. Uh, which we might talk about them later on, but mm. um, funny story. Dan has publicly said that the worst show he's ever played was in Cranbrook. <laughs> uh, it was back when he first started out. The bar he was playing in put on the hockey game partway through the show, wow. and then people just watched that and were like cheering at the game and stuff. That's rough. That's <laughs> and I'm pretty like, that brutal. is that's rough. And then he came back to Cranbrook in 2015, uh, played, and he did like a jukebox set. So he'd be like, "What do you guys want to hear?" And there were long periods where it'd be silence. <laughs> Uh, and then he never went back to Cranbrook, as far as I'm aware, yeah. since it's been eight years. He's played two shows, uh, that one that originally played, and this new one. Cranbrook, not a big Dan Mangan fan. I think artists hate Cranbrook. We'll talk about another awful concert experience that happened in Cranbrook when we play uh, or let's do an Our Lady Peace episode at one point. Sure. Because uh, that was another interesting one. But since 2015, I think I've seen him six times. Jesus. And he absolutely kills it. If we do a artist you've seen live the most times episode... I'll have to choose someone else because I mean it's Dan, but we well we've all seen Dan Mangan. 
Yes. We sure have. We saw him live at that comedy show. Yeah, yeah Comedy Bang comedy, Bang. Comedy Bang. Yeah. yeah. His songs He's, were nice, and I enjoyed them. He played I, one of the songs from this album. Yes. I was under the influence and needed his sultry tones to keep me grounded. Uh, it was a good time, though. And uh, he's a staple of the Vancouver music scene with uh, ever since his 2009 album, Nice, Nice, Very Nice. The album he released before that's good. But that's the album that kind of was really, really popular. I think it's probably still his most popular album. And uh, he had the song Robots and Road Regrets that are both pretty darn popular. Hmm. It's one of those ones where he goes like, what do you want to hear? And people go, Robots. And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play Robots. <laughs> you know, I'm going to play Basket. Yeah. Like, you don't need to suggest that. Uh, which is one of the reasons why I would not pick that album for a Dan Mangan episode. I feel bad if that's, you know, your second album and your most well-known album. Boo-hoo, I, I, I guess. So but. I had never heard of Dan Mangan before I moved here. Um, I don't know if it's that I'm just not rolling in the same scene, uh, you know, where I would hear about a, a local local indie artist. Mm. Not indie, but like... Folky. I'd still probably say he's like indie pop. Indie sure, folk. yeah. He, I mean, he scored movies now. So. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, which is just a Simon Pegg movie, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Simon Pegg movie. Um, but I enjoyed seeing him when I was at uh, that comedy Bang Bang show. I did not seek out his music after that. Sorry, Dan, mm-hmm. but um, I'm glad we listened to him now. Yeah, I chose being somewhere, which released just a year ago, just over a year ago, actually. Uh, to I think it's like he's going through a style change from this indie folk to this more kind of produced indie pop. Um, but more realistically, it's that you two had chosen an album and you're like, come on, Bell, pick an album. And I was like, uh, the newest uh, do one. Do it. So I did go out and buy the album uh, from the local record shop, which I got the last <laughs> copy of. So that was great. But um, after listening, I don't know if this is the one I wish I chose. I wasn't a huge, huge fan of it. Oh, yeah. I actually yeah. liked it. I'm glad because both of you kind of poo-pooed Dan Mangan before. When well, I was like, oh, he just didn't fit the vibe. Yeah. Because it was like a comedy show and then he'd play some sad yeah, guy on a guitar song, you know? Song, yeah. So it's like, cool, man. Like, I think you're a good singer and a good guitarist, but like, this this, this was not the right choice for the, yeah. <laughs> for the comedy show. Yeah, because yeah, the, the song, I believe, was Fire Escape, and that's real downbeat, sir. Yeah, it's like kind of upper pace, yeah. but... Downer. In the, in, yeah, the, the, the lyrics are kind of dark, and the way he sung it at the show was like, "Oh man, hope Dan Mangan's gonna be okay." Yeah, yeah. I was also <laughs> a little under the influence of that event, and I was like, "This is bringing me down." Yeah, <laughs> I was thought I was going to a comedy show. How some guys singing sad songs on a guitar? Yeah, this album was mostly recorded during COVID, so there's some themes around that. But thankfully, it's not too blunt as as it came up in Skin Shape when we talked oh, about yeah, that album. Hundred uh, oh, percent. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, but this is an interesting album because it's like Dan realized post-production exists. Yeah. There's a lot of effects. Like every song has a ton of effects and electronic warps and bloops and warps. Yes, I wrote that and down, stuff yes. like that. And things are going between, panning between left and right speakers yeah. and stuff. It was kind of all over the place. And I feel like it was a little bit overcooked. Mo- yeah, uh, I think sometimes it's a little too much. Yeah, it, like it, if you're sitting in isolation and you yeah. have like two years, I think the between major albums, it's been it was four years. I feel like this probably should have come out earlier instead of like mm-hmm. trying to perfect it and then just doing too much, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially again from the folk past, this goes into like it. Kind of reminds me of um, that song on Father John Misty that doesn't make sense. Where it's like, whoa, why is this so produced and digital oh, yeah. and stuff like that? I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fine, but what did you guys think? 
I liked it for the most part. Um, I I thought very similar things that it was a little overproduced, and that was kind of the parts that I didn't like. Um, but overall, I mean, he's got a good voice, and it's not like he's playing any crazy guitar, but it it harmonizes very well with his voice, and it just he sings a nice song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna go and seek out a ton. Like I don't like piano songs and i don't like just guy in a guitar songs too much mm-hmm. i like listening to those albums or songs here and there but it's not something i want to like listen to all the time um but it wasn't hard to get through i mean it helps that it's a short album it's only like a half hour mm-hmm. but it was pretty good and i i rather enjoyed my time with it mm-hmm. jamie no oh, <laughs> um just yeah. staring at the wall uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think about Dan Mangan just stares at the wall for a while. <laughs> I got lots of my thoughts there. Um, uh, the album's okay, but you're right. The, there's a lot of um, bloops and blorbs, and there's some weird like background music um, that I thought was kind of strange. And also, sometimes he's a low singer. Mm-hmm. He does like indie guy voice, but he does it well. Mm-hmm. He 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 does kind of sing a little hushed or. Not quite mumbly, but a little subdued. Just a little But low. he does it the right way. And that's something I really appreciate. Sometimes I wonder if yeah. it was his range. Because it'd be like yeah. when he's low notes, and maybe he maybe. just kind of quiets down to not, like, kind of break. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. It's a, a balance to not get into that, hus- like, hushed sound too yeah. often. Yeah. Um, but um, but, but I, I thought the album was fine. Um, like... Like Dan Mangan's probably not going to be my like number one choice of like singer songwriter, mm-hmm. uh, um, like. But I appreciate what he tried to do on this album. I I I looked at a couple of his other albums just to get an idea of what he sounds like. And you're right; it doesn't really sound like a lot of his other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not going to put it in my top ten, but it's not in the bottom ten. That's not bad. I'll yeah. take it because, like I said, I was nervous choosing choosing Dan. So. I can I can understand why. I can understand why. But he he's good at what he does and I think that really helps. Um doesn't sound like super generic like a lot of people who do similar stuff to this tend to sound to me. Yeah, he's got experience. I mean, it's been 17 years. Yeah. Uh between his first release and this release, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. why don't we give him a last listen? Yeah. Sure. Won't you come around me by the fire and stay people I, right here I, <laughs> all my people they're here i actually really like it until he gets to the chorus uh it's not too bad it's just a little bit too airy yeah for me i like whatever's making that weird percussion sound though i just like that it starts like the it doesn't like mm-hmm. the lyrics just start as the yeah, song starts yeah, yeah that's kind of an interesting idea yeah yeah like it's pretty much the same as guitar but I like this the almost muted strumming yeah and again those ethereal sounds that kind of pop up yeah. I think are tasteful here it yeah. comes it gets bigger little, yeah little, it gets bigger as the song goes. yeah I do agree the chorus it's fine it's okay yeah it's not it's not bad it doesn't like turn yeah. me off completely but I like the rest of the song a lot more so so after everything else comes in there's some 
weird background music. I don't know how to describe it. The backing I didn't notice that is weird. Hmm. Oh yeah, there's like a dun 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 dun. It's like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I didn't notice that. It's weird. It again, kind of fades in and out. Yeah. Um, but I. It reminds me of world music. I don't know. I don't know how to describe you know world music like like when when um what the hell's his name from uh, Sam, uh Paul Simon put out Graceland and it has like weird like. I don't know how to describe I it. Don't. Yeah, uh, and, and I guess the listener won't either because we can't describe it. Uh, it's, it anyway, it, it was it was uh, not off-putting, but it reminded me some of uh, some other artists that, <laughs> that have also put weird background music. In. Yeah, I like the kind of nightmare imagery that comes up through the song with people <laughs> vanishing, hounds being released, and the sense of fading in and out of this dream world. Uh, it's simple. doesn't really feel like it's over three minutes like it is. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I think it's a good start to the album. Yeah. Up next is Fire Escape. Song with a great music video. It's got Stephen Ogg who plays oh. Trevor from GTA Five. Oh yeah. Uh, it's weird that they have a friendship. I don't know how it started. I'm very curious. They did a live reading of The Princess Bride together. So That's it was Dan so Mangan, cool. his what? wife, and Stephen Ogg. And it was like right. It happened to be right when COVID began. That's cool. uh, fine. And they did a live reading on Instagram. Uh, I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't watched the video, but I will now because Stephen Ogg's a funny dude. Yeah, I love music. It videos. is weird. It kind of it. I don't know if the music video matches the themes at least I get or thought I got from the lyrics because the music video is like this inner part of you that's fighting against you and like bringing you down and you learning to move past it or accept it or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But the music lyrics are apparently about, quote, our unshakable longing to be seen, heard and understood. And it's kind of about social distancing with meeting on the fire escapes because that was like social distancing and yeah, that's what I got having this I meeting pick, place. I didn't pick up on that at all. Wow, oh, yes, yeah, so like the fire escapes is meeting place because you would just okay. go out on that and see talk your to other people on the other fire escapes. Oh, yeah, so sure. it's like okay. a weird kind of juxtaposition yeah. where the lyrics mean one thing and the video means another, but somehow they work. work like the yeah. lyrics still mm. work with the music video, which okay. I guess is cool. But um, I really mm. like the chorus on this one though. The untie. This tied tongue tie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, oh, that's, that's cool. fun. That's a that's a tongue twister. It truly is. Um, I thought the drums were cool on this one. Mm-hmm. The, the drums have like uh, cool sounds in them. Yeah, I like the beat on this one. Yeah. Um, I like the effect on his voice a bit after two minutes. It sounded really cool on headphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was probably my favorite song on the on the whole album. I think this is where I really like appreciated how he's doing kind of like indie guy voice, but like well, actually mm. he's pronouncing everything, even if it's kind of subdued, uh, you can always make out what he's saying, even if you have to try like just a little bit to kind of hear it. But yeah, I like the production on it. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As someone who listens to a lot of Dan Mangan, I think this is a good Dan Mangan song. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. good balance, good instruments. Lyrics are basic. But in a good way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing is, I'm not a huge fan of the end. Like it doesn't fade out, but it kind of just like stumbles into an end at the sure. very last second. Like it's a very quick. Yep. Wrap up, but abrupt. It's a little too abrupt for me, but not bad. Yeah. I'm next is easy. Easy. I like what he uses like the blue man group hitting a pipe with a ping pong paddle yeah. kind of sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's called, but uh, I like it. It bounces between left and right speakers, uh, which is nice. This is the one with the bloops and the blurps on it. Lots of bloops and blurps. Yeah. And he's singing kind of low. Yep. Yeah. Um, I find this is one that I started to notice the effects were kind of distracting. Yes. It's like you have these weird sounds that you kind of have to think about because you're like, that's a weird sound. And he's husky But then they're also going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the singing is just like someone talking to you. Yeah. So I'm like, this is a bit too much, but I didn't dislike it. 
My only problem was it felt a little repetitive. It didn't mm-hmm. bug me too much. I don't dislike the song, but it, I, I felt it was a bit repetitive. It's um, long. It's like four minutes. Yeah, it's like four minutes. Um, I like the neat backing track, and I really like kind of the acoustic guitar, how that mixed with the rest of the production. Mm. But yeah, it definitely feels like he recorded a song on guitar and then added a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. after the fact. And I think he probably added just a little too much. The, yes. It's like the producer was like, that's it? It's just you and a guitar? And he's like, <laughs> well, I, got I got other out. things. I got yeah. other things. <laughs> I got these bloops. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because there are a few times where it just cuts out to just him. Yeah. And it's really noticeable because of all the effects are yeah. added in. Yeah. Uh, at a minute 19, it cuts to just going, like the breathe in to sing the rest. And I was like, whoa, that was cool because it was too much effects to do being and then singing again and i was like man that's great and it happens a couple times um but at two minutes and 50 seconds there's like a ton of effects like yes. i don't know what happens but yeah. i'm like i it's don't it's, like the rest of the song now. it's layered yeah and all yeah. of a sudden there's like kind of it's like he's talking to a fan where it's like kind of cutting in and out a little bit yeah i didn't like that did not like any of it the lyrics don't mean anything to me and Apple Music has the wrong lyrics. Oh, does it? says drift. Uh, take me by surprise. I'm ready to drift if you've got time. But Apple Music says draft. Oh. That's not, that doesn't make sense. If I recall correctly, this did not have lyrics on it on Spotify at all. It does not have they lyrics. Didn't even try. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even like click the little button for lyrics. It just doesn't exist. Which <laughs> usually says good luck or like try <laughs> yeah, to figure it out right. or whatever. Yeah. It, it tries to not, transcribe yeah, it. Yeah. It's yeah. not even there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Deming is not huge. Yeah. So no, that's okay. You know, I'll be there. I'll put them on. Don't worry. Up next is Just Know It. I'm not crazy about this one, but I kind of get why people like it. Maybe it's the piano. I don't know. It just didn't really do it yeah, for me. Yeah, it's a popular song from the album. I Yeah. I was surprised. Apple it, Music didn't show listens, but it gives like a star next to songs. Yeah. And this one and the next song are the starred ones. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought it was just kind of forgettable. Thankfully, it's not super long. It's not bad. It's just, again, I'm I'm not usually into like guy on a piano yeah just no. guy with a yeah. guitar i actually agree i think the song is fine i yeah. like the pacing and the speed uh but even though it's two minutes it still f- feels a little bit repetitive yeah and maybe that's because of the speed it's more noticeable but it's fine yeah any thoughts jamie i like the piano the piano part <laughs> you is really love good. a good piano mm-hmm. yeah i like a good piano yeah you do i like a bad piano <laughs> well i don't know if you like a bad piano yeah just know it kind of feels like a like an owl city song you know, yeah it kind of feels like a little too basic <laughs> it feels like a basic pop song oh, man i guess it does sure. no, it's just like a basic pop <laughs> yeah, song okay and it's like okay owl city is like such a guilty pleasure of mine like three songs don't get me yeah. wrong i don't like all of his stuff but like like three songs like vanilla mm-hmm. twilight fireflies put it on like a, di- lo- like a, a digital piano or electronic piano or synth whatever <laughs> and it's a owl city song instead of damn it yeah <laughs> i can hear it no offense dan uh, <laughs> Dan is already taking offense to this. <laughs> up next is All Roads. It's a nice uh, song. It's got a fun beat. It's good. Yeah, I like the bass and the cymbal guitar in the background. Yeah. yeah. Very, very layered. I can't pinpoint why I like it, but I do. It's yeah. fine. I th- say the song gets dangerously close to being overproduced. Sure. But it stays within the lines. and I. It's I tasteful. Like it. It's tasteful. I like the, uh, the slow stop quite a bit, too. It's not a fade out. It's more of a slow stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I like some of the the imagery in this one. Like, are we a toddler in a marathon? I just, I it keeps going, but I like the thought yeah. of a toddler in a marathon. Just crawling away. Never thought about that before. Just crawling away, toddling. Yeah, t- toddling <laughs> away. <laughs> Up next is in your corner for Scott Hutchison, who is it's a tribute to the frightened rabbit band leader Scott Hutchison, who took his own life in 2018. Mm. Dan said that though he wasn't super close to him, he was close to a lot of people. Close they they to had him. a lot of close friends yeah. that were in the same circle. 
and that it, they were the same age. Mm-hmm. So it was like really hard for him to be like, whoa, like you, life can end when you're at this moment in yeah. your life. I don't think I know Frightened Rabbit. No, I'd never heard of them either. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I think it has a really tasteful or does a tasteful job of depicting depression. Yeah. As well as, I don't know if this is what it meant to be, but it kind of shows the effects of what happens afterwards. These people who are affected in their daily life, they're crying in the shower or whether at the work or whatever like that. Uh, I think it's I think it's a lovely song. It's got nice uh, soft plucking mm-hmm. to it. I thought that was kind of cool. What is the instrument? Harp? I, I don't know. I very don't know. interesting. I don't know. I liked the lyrics, but I thought it was kind of boring. I'm not crazy about In Your Corner. Yeah, it's, I think it's... The lyrics are nice, but I don't know. Other than that, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah, I think it's um, it's got its place. Sure. It's, it's a song that's got its place. Sure. I, I think we should note that this is not a long album. This is long. No. This is shorter than Sgt. Pepper's. Um, yeah, which we're, is we're also, almost done. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's quick. I had a long, like I had a minutes. longer outro than we do notes for this album. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dan's albums aren't usually long. I think more or less is like 35, 40 minutes. So uh, I think it's nice to do that. You I don't think get so tired too. of whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, because because we got I a mean, long album coming up after this one. Sure tell you that much. Uh, I think also one. when you are someone who tells stories. Uh, in each individual song, instead of an overarching one, sometimes it can get tiring. Yeah, when it's a long. I one. agree like, with you. Need yeah. too many. Eventually, yeah. you don't want to hear any more. Um, speaking of, of long after, it's got it. a really bad reverb, and the reverb. <laughs> I like the reverb on the re- his voice. I'm not in, I'm not, I didn't <laughs> like it. I didn't like it. I actually really like. Maybe not like the whole song. Oh man, I thought I had a cool backing track with weird beats again. See, I don't know if I like the backing track. Oh really? Yeah, it's almost like. It's like something, if in a computer, something could fall down the stairs. Yeah, I like weird (laughs) stuff. Like, if we've established anything, I'm pretty sure it's visual. I tend to like weird stuff. It's very good, though. I like that. It's like in a cartoon of a bunch of springs were going downstairs, it would make that sound, too. It's a very, like, splunky. Yeah. Splunky is a good way to put it. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, you know, it's. It's like the the episode of The Simpsons where Homer falls down the stairs and like he, he, he like hits every step every on the way toy. down oh, everything. Yeah. You know? it's a, a song about how just how love he is with you, even though you're getting older and you've been together for so long. Which I think is very cute. It's a very mm, cute way yeah. to be like, you know, no matter what, like I will find ways, no matter how long we've been together, to show you how much I love you, even when I'm dead. You will have no confusion on how much I love you. Still, uh, <laughs> the idea of your skin turning see through is terrifying, though. Uh, I guess white people problems. Your skin's gonna be see through mm. one day. Eventually, yours will get a little. Th- depending on where it is, get thin. Like it, oh, terrifying! Know. Yeah. Um, I actually, my only problem is I kind of wish it had like one final verse where it swelled up a bunch and went a bit harder. Mm. But otherwise, I liked it. Yeah, I think especially like with the like when you're when I'm dead, you'll still know. I think that could have been a big swelling yeah. moment or yeah. like this idea of like. It should have come Always. to a conclusion, and it doesn't really do that. That's kind of my only issue with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole the whole reverb sound effect turned me off the entire song. I didn't <laughs> yeah. notice any of the things that you guys enjoyed about it. <laughs> another one, uh, another song that's kind of similar in tone or like concept to this would be a song "Basket," and that one does swell at the end. Oh yeah, oh, it's okay. almost like he gets so passionate; it's like comes yeah. out almost like anger. Uh, again, like in the the Father John Misty song "Ideal Husband," where at the end it's like coming out no matter what and yeah this song could have used that yeah especially because that doesn't really happen anywhere on the album no it needed and he's it's, never it's, above like uh yeah and it's close to the end so it's like come on just give me like one little just punch passionate. it up a little bit yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, up next is 
Wish I was here. Definitely not wish you were here. Not at all. By Pink Floyd. But, it's got uh, a good it's okay. beat. It's got a good beat. I, I thought the strumming on it was pretty good. Too. I, yeah, I really like the guitar on this mm-hmm. one. And uh, the vocals are okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I like when they get isolated a bit around like two thirds through before mm-hmm. the beat comes back with the guitar. It's a good song. I think it starts to bleed together a little bit here. Like there's a lot of like the kind of electric drum pad work that's being done here and stuff like that feels pretty similar to stuff we've already heard. Mm. Uh, it's like, I don't know who produced it, but it's like they're, I don't want to say novice. It sounds really insulting, but it sounds like they don't have a huge repertoire of things to work with. Sure. So there's similar sounds and beats kind of coming back in multiple songs. Uh, I say that like it's a super negative thing and it's not, but uh, it just was a little bit unremarkable to me, I think yeah. is the way to put it. And then it ends with no tragedy, please. I like the double vocals quite a bit, especially the stereo effect for it. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, the guitar was nice. I'm not sure if there's a harp in the background, mm. but whatever it was, it was really pretty and kind of suits the track. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish there were some super soft drums in the background, though. Mm. That's the only thing I feel like it's missing. And I get that that's not always necessary, but I think yeah, it would have... Like those brush. Yeah, brushes would have yeah. been good, you know, or like some really like muted light toms or something. I don't know. Maybe a hand drum, like literally anything would have i think just completed this track mm-hmm. it's my only problem <laughs> the producer of this album was drew brown he's the guitarist for one republic oh wow random that's yeah <laughs> super random uh like the first song i think it was uh i don't think the effects and digital stuff in this add anything sure i think the ethereal whooping as i wrote down is a, <laughs> a, a bit, whooping. <laughs> great band name you can have that or album name uh, i find it distracting i don't feel like it adds anything because everything else is so simple like there's not yeah. even drums mm-hmm. yeah why not just let it be like the harp or whatever it is and sure. the guitar and mm. be emotional the harp it's like, sounds great too yeah the harp is nice but yeah the ethereal whooping, and again sure. it's going between left and right speakers while fading in and Weird. out i was like okay it's like, not for you me. have my attention yeah uh, and it's not for me i think otherwise though it's pretty decent and yeah. i bet I've heard this live, or if I haven't, I'm sure I will at some point. Yeah. It'll be great. I think it'll be great if it's just him and his guitar. He played two songs at the show, and I don't remember what the second song was. The only, one was Fire Escape. It was probably In Your Corner, because that was the other single. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I recall correctly. I'm not the, I'm not the single guy. Jamie is. For knowing singles. Not I remember for feeling sad. So In out. Your Corner was probably the song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it's good. What do you guys... Oh, the album itself. Yeah! Wow. Them myself, nice and, and simple. The front, it just says Dan Mangan being somewhere with a photo of him in the middle that's in black and white. It fits a lot of the imagery that we see in the singles as well. For Your Corner is like a picture of a kid and a dad going down uh, like on a sled. So mm-hmm. like all of it's kind of black and white imagery, which I kind of like, uh, especially. Well, there's no especially. I just like it. And the back just has the track listing in big text. And a bunch of stuff at the bottom for like, you it's know, pretty legal simple stuff. and tasteful. Very yeah. simple, very tasteful. Like the black and white. Opening it up, we got our jacket sleeve, sleeve that has all the lyrics for all the songs, just in regular old text. Simple. I wish that it was um, picture though. Like, I don't, I don't know if the lyrics really add anything for me. I would like it if it stayed to the. Imagery like the front and the singles. Really? Like a download some card pictures. in there? I heard something. Oh, yeah, it's for, that's for Ploof. Whoa, I love download cards. Arts and Crafts, download card, great uh, record label. I actually kind of like that the lyrics are there just because it's such a lyric-heavy album. I like when they include it. Yeah, I don't fair. know. Especially for a smaller artist where you might not be able to find lyrics just online like right away. like the Beatles. 
Yeah, just like just like the Beatles. <laughs> uh, Jamie, what's your what's your final verdict? Uh, I don't know. It's probably like an eight out of thirteen. It's it's fine. I liked it. Um, I didn't like every part of it, so that it's not a perfect album. Um, we're not gonna weight it against you know the Beatles. <laughs> Um, yeah. especially not like one of their best albums yeah but like i you know for dude with a guitar i liked it say less yeah, <laughs> please jamie stop <laughs> please, what do you think uh i liked it a lot more than i expected to be honest um i probably wouldn't have ever just like put it on or picked it out myself but it's got some nice songs for a nice playlist and you know he's got a pretty voice and he mm-hmm. plays some pretty guitar and i like how produced this one is compared to when we saw him live and it was just him and his guitar mm-hmm. especially cuz that stuff it's okay and i can appreciate it sometimes but i prefer when it's like a whole album and then there's one or two tracks where it's like a dude and a guitar yeah. i don't want a whole album of it um I don't but know, i 200 million ed sheeran fans yeah, Jamie defined uh, Dan Mangan to someone as Vancouver's Ed Sheeran. Oh my god, <laughs> I hate Ed Sheeran. Oh. Yeah. Um, I give it like a 7.5 out of 10. Like I'll take it's, it. It's decent. Um, I probably think that I would like this album more than his other stuff mm. because it's a little extra produced. But like you said before, I think it's a little overcooked. Just a little bit, mm. at least for me. I like some of the weird stuff, but it, yeah. Uh, I like Dan Mangan a lot. He's easily one of my favorite musicians, but... I wonder if they spent a little much, a little too much time in the oven and caused it to be a bit too overproduced for the simple messages it's trying to portray. And I don't think having a simple message is bad, but when paired with that, I don't know if it's the best mix in my mind, at least. Um, like, does every song about being a good friend need so many effects that it feels sterile and synthetic? Probably not. Though the feeling is different from the homegrown feeling of his past albums, I do think that this album is worth listening if you're someone who enjoyed a lot of the folk in the past, but now enjoys more electronic or produced experimental kind of works. Um... I think I prefer Dan when he plays live compared to some of his recorded stuff. And now he actually plays with a full band. So it's oh, like kind cool. of a nice oh, mix. We're getting a full band instead of singer-songwriter, but it's not super electronic, which is nice. Uh, he's a great performer that puts everything into his performances and knows how to work a crowd. So hopefully he finds a way to bottle this and that into one next album because I'm sure he's going to keep making music. I'm putting this album in the seventh spot under Lola versus Power Man and The Money Go Round above and above uh, Prozac's Hot Show. It's a decent album. Check out his older stuff or go see him live if he plays a show near you. His tickets are usually criminally cheap. Like, it's crazy. And he plays really intimate venues where you get the full experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I were to recommend an album to somebody that's a nice balance between old and new, it would be More or Less. More or Less is a great album. Um, but up next is Ploof's pick. Californication. <laughs> by the Red, oh, by the Red Hot Chili Wars. Yeah, yeah, I should <laughs> let you know that I was going to throw to you, but uh, you, you got there. Yeah, I had no idea. Um... Yeah, so, I don't know. I like the Chili Peppers largely because of my my friend Zach, the guy who actually uh, did the intro song for the podcast. He's a good man. He loves John Frusciante to death. And, you can tell um, from our intro. You can. He's can well, you? the not inspiration. Really, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's that guy's been playing guitar since he was 10, and John's always been his favorite guitarist. And um, I, he was just, he's been obsessed with the Chili Peppers and Frusciante like my whole life. And so I've been pulled into that and I grew up listening to them since like the fifth grade. Um, this is not my favorite album. I like Californication, but it was my most interesting release because this one has several versions and I'm, I've got the one that's like mastered the best and you can only get that uh, on vinyl, which Are is actually about the mastering right away. 
Ah, uh, can we get into that? Because man, does it suck on it streaming? It sounds yeah. awful. It so, is actually actively bad. <laughs> so he's. I, I I I reached out to Zach for some like cool facts about this stuff. He knows like everything about these guys. Um, the overcompression for this album was due to what's called the loudness war of the '90s. Uh, mm. After which compression became the standard in post production. Um, or after be- after compression became the standard in post production mastering, bands learned that they can make their albums louder. Um, and a band that released uh, than the band that released the album before them. So as such, albums throughout the 90s just got progressively louder and louder until Californication came and both won and lost the loudness war um, because it earned Rick Rubin the name, the nickname Brick Rubin. Because when you look at the levels, it's, it's like yeah, it's it's just, just a, just a brick. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, I mean, listener, go to Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you listen to now, and listen to it. It sounds Bad. It like, sounds like I actually unpaired my headphones ass. and paired them again because I thought I had a technical issue. Yeah, it sounds super compressed and like flat, really bad. And that's on the remaster apparently version on Apple Music. Yeah. It sounds actively bad. Yeah. We we popped uh, my record on um, before we started just to like take a quick double check, and yeah, it sounds decent. It's mm-hmm. still it's still a little. A little much, but this is it, where the record sounds better than the streaming service. Hundred percent, people think should happen. Yeah. Usually, does not. Yeah, mm-hmm. so this if, one actually sounds better. If you have this album, the way you can check easily is listening to uh, Porcelain, and if you can hear a hiss at the start of Porcelain, that means you've got the bad version. If you don't have a hiss, which mine doesn't, you're good to go. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a neat album. Otherwise, it's not my favorite, but I do like a bunch of tracks on it. Um, it's the first one that, uh, they did with Frushanti after he left for a little while. And funny enough, Anthony reached out to John about recording with them again. And he basically shot him down and sent him away. And then when Anthony got home, he received a phone call and, uh, it was John basically telling him that if he came back with a pack of smokes and a pastra- uh, pastrami sandwich, he would rejoin the band. And he did. That'd convince me to join a band. Right. Smokes and pastrami. <laughs> Gotta love it. Get some double smoked meats. Um... The cover's actually about a dream that Frushanti had where the sky was in a swimming pool and this pool was in the sky. Oh, we're not talking about the album cover yet. Hence the inverted colors. That's all. You know, that's just some fun random facts. Um, I chose this one. I have basically all of their good albums. So I don't have uh, Freaky Styly, which, I mean, it's got some cool songs, uh, I Mother's guess. Mother's Milk? I have No, Mother's Milk is fine. What's the one with Dave Navarro? It's uh, One Hot Minute, I think. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So I don't have One Hot Minute and I don't have Freaky Styly. And then I don't have uh, the um, Josh Klinghoffer albums after John left the band because I just, I don't know. For the second What's the one time? with the bear and the little girl on it? That's uh, I'm With You, Yeah, I Dark think. Necessities is a banger song. Sure. I, you know, they've got, there's some good hits. And like Josh was basically trained by John, kind of. And he also played with Bob Forrest, who does another album that I'll cover at some point. Um, they, they Bob, like didn't train but he played with john and josh quite a bit um so it's not like josh is a bad guitarist and he kind of sounds a bit like john but it's just i don't know it wasn't the same after that dip out when john came back yeah well it's your place in the band i guess pretty much uh it's like uh, that guy that took over for mark or tom DeLong and uh yeah yeah he just dipped yeah Yeah. from the cancer beds i don't like um their later two albums all that much i think that they kind of peaked with stadium like it's easily Stadium Arcanum is fantastic. I, I think I like By the Way a little more, but um, yeah, I was a little disappointed you picked this album. It's too. <laughs> I was like Blood Sugar Sex Magic. By the way, Stadium Arcanum. We could have just done Disc One Jupiter. No, that would be like a ten, but that's no, okay. You got to do both. Um, I think Mars is the first. Album, the album is sure. so 
so long. It's so long. It's though. two That's, hours because it's two yeah, sixty minutes. I, I have the giant. My sixty dad, minutes is short for Red Hot Chili Peppers album. <laughs> I know. My my dad got me the like big box set. I'm ages so ago. jealous. It's really nice. Um, but yeah, I picked this one because it's a bit more interesting. Blood Sugar was my favorite when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but now some of it and a couple of the songs on this one that are a little more like sexual or just kind of weird are, are like not my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of why I steer away from Blood Sugar. And I lean more towards either Californication, By the Way, or Stadium Arcadium. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we are because I've got the I've got the good version of it, which I'm pretty proud of. Good, He's good. got that good. good I ref- yeah. I refused to buy this one until I found the decent the version. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The Chili Peppers are decent. You know, Kitas they've done some really bad. Yeah, we've so, actually talked about um, not covering them before because yeah. of their, their history. Yeah, uh, I've read uh, Scar Tissue, and um, I think that a lot of the stuff they've done is rough but not as rough as some other artists that are like quote oh, unquote canceled it i'm not saying it's good but he was at least kind of young still when most like early 20s compared to like being in his 30s and he wasn't chasing like 12 year olds 13 year olds he also no. was on drugs and he was on a lot of a drugs lot and of he drugs. Grew, he was raised by his dad in hollywood doing like heroin he was a drug addict, at yeah. like 13 or 12 or whatever it was yeah. so i'm not saying that excuses things no it certainly doesn't. um and they've definitely done some bad stuff together as a band to like um studios and and whatnot but I mean, uh, it, what? that that executive that accused them all of Sexual harassment. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Definitely not uh, the entire the, band. Yep. Definitely not the most um, well-behaved mm-hmm. band. But they were also kind of known for that. Um, but yeah, th- this is kind of why I haven't covered them yet. Even though I love uh, a lot of their music and especially John Frusciante's solo stuff, which I'm hoping to eventually get his three golden albums. Mm. One of my favorites: uh, a will, The Will to Death. To record only water for ten days and shadows collide with people. I own the Empyrean and curtains because those got re-released. The other stuff is really hard to find, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What did what, you guys think? I listened to a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers as like a, a young teen. My stepdad was into uh, RCP. I'm gonna say Red Hot. You, you, That's fine. Any any kind of yeah yeah um, the Chili, chili Peppers, peppers like yeah any, any kind of so uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic was one of my early CDs I ever owned. Yeah, and, me too. Um, Stadium Arcadium was shortly after that. When did City Arcadium come out? Like 2005? Yeah, I was in high four school. Or five. Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah, too. yeah. I was, I was gonna say, like I think I remember it coming out it and buying. Fair, it. Yeah, yes, it was, I bought it on it CD. Me too. And yeah. that I remember seeing it in the store and buying it. So like that shows how early. Yeah, it shows how early I was into uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic to then follow it up with this. Yeah. Um, I have really been wanting to talk about them, and like I said, their history has kind of put it off, uh, and I don't own any of their albums on vinyl. Oh, really? So, like, I couldn't initiate it. Um, and if I were to choose, it would be Blood Sugar or, or Stadium. But Fair, yeah. Stadium is also very long. It's something we discussed as That's well. As, like, so would that be something Bell really wanted me. We talked about it. We looked it up. It was, what, two hours yeah. or something? And Blood Sugar Sex yeah. Magic is also long. They're all, and, like, they're most all of them long. are long, yeah. Uh, Anthony Keats is singing. He's very unique. And I like the tone and cadence he uses while singing a lot. But I would 1,000% understand people did not. Yeah. It's like very oh, the song's where he goes goofy, I don't like. It's like yeah. again. I'm like <laughs> it's like old school rap. That's also the same <laughs> voice I do for old rap. Yeah. It's very odd. Um and same with the general style of music. Like he sings about California skateboarding and having sex or doing drugs. Pretty much a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. like okay. Yeah. You're Sometimes from all three. 
Sometimes yeah. all three in the he same song. He loves yeah. California. And it's rock mixed with funk, which is like another thing that I understand people not liking. Funk yeah. is, is is very unique. Oh, I love it. And there's uh, some uh, some bad rapping. Yeah. Or okay rapping. And the album yeah, sounds bad. At best. So like, there's a lot yeah. of things against this album, but it's still decent. Yeah. It's still a decent album. Yeah. It's got some big hits. Yes. I think Californication is like their number one song ever, even to this day. Really? It has 1.8 billion listens. Billion. Wow. I yeah. thought it'd be uh, Scar Tissue. No, as funnily oh, or maybe enough, Snow. Snow was really popular. Snow too. was popular. So was Danny California. Yeah, Danny California was huge. Yeah, but this was '99, so it's been out for a long time, and and uh, it came out like when music videos were still huge. Oh man, that music like, video is sick as hell. Yeah, too. they're we'll like it's all computer animated. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk awesome. about it later. Jamie, what do you think of this album? Uh, this sounds okay. Um, I'm not a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Um, when that album, sorry, Danny California, sorry, Stadium Arcadium came out. I was two months away from graduating high school, and it was everywhere. It yeah. was on multiple radio stations um, because some of the songs crossed over from um, just plain old rock radio to yep. to other stuff. Yeah. Um, it was super popular. Um, I think as a result, I just like the Red Hot Chili Peppers a little bit more because mm. it was just everywhere. Yep. Um, that album is long. Yes. And uh, Hey O is a kind of an annoying song. Snow, now. yeah. Yeah. I like Snow. Uh, I got tired of Danny California. I like can't listen to Danny California anymore. Well, I, I can't listen to it anymore because uh, of how I know it's just. Um, or, or about that lawsuit that was filed against them by. Ooh, by yeah. Uh, what's his What dick? was the song? Uh, Tom Petty. They, yeah, um, yeah. Mary Jane's Last Dance. Yeah. It's, I can hear it. Yeah. It's I, basically the same. Well, it's a very similar song. Yeah. The progression is very similar. Yeah. Anyway, um, I like some of their music. Uh, I like most um, of the hits off this album. Yep. Um, it is a shame, though, that this album sounds like poo poo doo doo. Gotta buy the good version. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe we're just snobs. Maybe people don't <laughs> uh, know. No. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about this before the podcast. I have a CD copy on my computer and it sounds just as bad no but maybe other people who are normies don't oh notice sound quality. no people people don't care about right? sound like quality. Yeah. It, i also did this you know like i re- write my notes pretty close together so like going from two i mean the beatles isn't super well produced but going from dan mangan's very overproduced to yeah. this i was like Ugh, like it, it really it, it just out. sounds so flat and, and lifeless like some yeah. of, and some of the songs clip yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, because you're like listening to it, and it's like, am I just like, is my internet cutting out? Like, am I getting the low quality stream? And it's not. <laughs> it, it just sounds like garbage. It's like um, when you listen to music on your headset while you're on a call or something's using your mic. Yeah, it sounds like super bit crushed or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's what it sounded like. I was yeah, like, you're listening. It's like it sounds like a like a 96 kilobit, uh, like MP3. It never bothered me as a kid, but I was also listening to like. Yeah, MP3s like just on an iPod, and I was listening to yeah. it really loud. Yeah, so yeah. so I was listening to this already very loud music, very loud. Yeah. And I wasn't listening to it. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you were like four years old. Um, um, but no, I think this album is too long. Sure, I, think I like I don't I, I haven't listened to a, a lot of their albums cover to cover. Um, this album is maybe five songs too long. Yeah, I think that was another thing I realized too. Is like it's been so long since I've listened to one of their albums all the way through that I was like, "Woof, they are inconsistent." 
Yeah. Like, yeah. It's all over the place, if and you, it is too long. What What kills me is that if you look at the first half of the album, it's like hundreds of millions of plays. And then the some of the songs like, um, let me get a... Port. I Like Dirt. I like dirt. I like dirt has a hundred thousand listens. I love. Honestly. I like dirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. A lot of them. Are, I'm not saying it's a great song. I just but, like, but, I just but like that song. It's just one of those. It's like the juxtaposition between Californication with 1.8 billion listens. Yeah. And I like dirt, which which barely cracks a hundred thousand lifetime. It, it, it's it's wild. Like like that song could be cut if nobody likes it. Mm-hmm. They record a ton of songs yeah, yeah apparently they recorded like 30 for this one they like, had wrote yes 30. Mm-hmm. and and i used to have like a big discography i downloaded when i was a kid that had like all their b-sides and rarities and stuff some of them are great like some of them are pretty I've some of their demos too they've got some wild stuff yeah in there. but some wild of them stuff. some's terrible and i understand why it was cut but i fully agree i yeah. i totally think they should have cut like four or five songs from mm-hmm. this album i i totally get it and it, on the subject of john um john's an interesting guitarist his guitar collection is very very neat um but if you're interested in what he was up to between when he left the band and when he came back to the band you can watch the short film by johnny depp called stuff oh i didn't know that's about him yeah. His, yeah, Johnny Depp's short film stuff is filmed as a walkthrough at John Frusciante's house before it burned down. A lot and, of heroin. And his whole house is covered in paper and trash because he took up like experimenting painting and there's blood all over the place. Yep. And like he's like passed out the entire time and some for some reason Timothy Leary shows up. Timothy Leary (laughs) Timothy Leary's just in it like sitting at his piano and then anyway shortly after that was filmed uh, his house burned down I didn't know that I've never seen that Uh, it's really depressing yeah Uh, I can imagine it's like 15 minutes it's on it's, it's the whole thing is on YouTube if you ever get into his solo stuff, do not listen to a few things like Neandra Ledes, usually just a t-shirt and uh, there's like one other album that's just garbage that I don't ever listen to yeah. He did a lot but of heroin. He, yeah, and then he practically lost his both of his arms because when they pulled him out of the like the burning house and took him to the hospital, they found broken needles in his arms. Yeah, so it's a like a lot of heroin. He almost died. Mm. So really good but, guitarist, though. <laughs> yeah, he's great, but don't do heroin. Um, and this album, he was coming off of uh, doing a ton of heroin, and uh, yeah, so Anthony Kiedis, a lot of songs about like trying to stay sober. Yep. Yep. And uh, but because of that, he came back and did not a ton of guitar work on this album. Like it's all him, but it's all like there's no there's not that many crazy. Yeah, they talk about not solos. being as good. Yeah, because like it'd been so long since he played. Yeah, he's in rehab and all this stuff. Yeah, and, and he basically lost the motor skills in his arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, should we get one last listen? Sure. sure. Uh, I think it's a really cool start to the album. It's got a good intro. Yeah, really energetic with the yelling and stuff. It's got a catchy chorus. I like the funky bass. Um, I like when they go really hard about halfway through. Man, the choruses are so good. Oh, yeah. 
The uh, verses, I, the words mean nothing to totally. me. Totally. But the chorus is so, so good. Yeah. The, uh, this is their version of the Beach Boys' California Girls or Ricky Nelson's Traveling Man. Oh, I Katie didn't know Perry's that. Katy California yeah, Girls. I guess so, yeah. Prozac's Europa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, can we just acknowledge the yes. scatting? What the hell is that? Bing, bang, bong, bing. He just bing. sounds yeah. kind of racist when he gets to that one part. Apparently uh, it's not. It, what? They, sure so sounds that way. When you listen to demos, they very frequently will scat when they don't have oh, words. And apparently he, just, he they had no words. They did the ding, dang, like dong, fit. whatever, to like get the pacing. But it's, it's funny right after I do too. he was talking about China, though, right? Was it? I yeah, it comes it right is. after the, the, the verses about Asian people. So yeah. allegedly what it is that they didn't have words. <laughs> And then they changed it, but like one of their kids, like one of the kids of someone in the band, was like, "Oh, I miss the the funny version." And they're like, "Ah, oh, whatever, let's just do that." But very weird. Yeah, I don't, it does. The way he's scatting sounds racist. Yeah, a little bit, just just a little bit. Uh, which is too bad because <laughs> the rest of the song's okay. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. The outro instrumental is good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I prefer the Daft Punk song. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> parallel universe i am actually a huge fan of parallel universe yeah, it sounds like a, it sounds like a song by muse kind of <laughs> yeah uh, this one this one's a go-to if i ever go to karaoke yeah. it does i really yeah, it starts off like a muse yeah. song. um i really like the chorus and the distorted guitar solo around three and a half minutes i think that's really cool is Other it about one? drugs it's about drugs right i'm trying to think of the i don't think you know you got this venom in you yeah you're, uh, you got this ability. You got this darkness in you. You got some venom. Yeah, in you. maybe. Uh, whatever it is, it is very good. It gets my head banging. Yeah, pretty hard. Uh, and the crash out ending too. I'm yeah. like, yes, yeah. let's go. Yeah, the bass line's really good on it. I yeah. like how short the chorus is. Yeah, yeah. which it's sounds good. like it wouldn't be a good thing. No, but, it but it's fantastic. Yeah, he's a sidewinder. He's a California king. The California lyrics are spacey, king. but yeah. in a way that flows that seems like it should make sense. Yeah, it's because mm-hmm. it's in uh, a in parallel a universe. That's right. Deep inside of a pearl. Scar tissue. Yeah. It's a great song. I was surprised too when I saw that Californication is played uh, a lot more than this one. Because I think this is some of Ketis's like it's best. Scar tissue, the next song. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Jamie said scar tissue. Did you? Yeah. I don't listen. Wow. Wasn't he making <laughs> uh, But yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's got some of Ketis's best lyrics and singing. Um, it's got a really nice pretty oh, chorus. The guitar, the guitar intro to the song beautiful. is so beautiful. Insane. Beautiful. Yeah, Frushanti is an absolute genius on guitar. That's the highlight of the song. Yeah, yeah. he's um, he's appreciated like kind of worldwide as as a really really solid guitarist. I love the the short like mystic verses. Like it's very in- yeah. unclear what they're talking about, but it's all just so quick before going back into that chorus that I had no clue what he was saying yeah. until doing this episode. With the birds, I'll share this lonely view. You didn't yeah. know that? You didn't no, catch I was that? like, Wicker birds and shit, it's a lonely room. Yeah. Oh. Like, I had no idea. Oh, I never oh, thought it was I remember I listened to this when I was like, oh, some body yeah. some body blue. Yeah. I was like, Wicker birds are shed. What is that? Oh. Yeah. It's like, oh, beautiful. Beautiful yeah. that actually means something. It's very, I had no idea. Very pretty. Yeah. Um, Other side. The instrumental. Well, I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, the singing is so clear. Yeah. So even though I don't know what the words mean and it's very cryptic, I don't know. It's just very entrancing. Yes. It's like I'm paying attention to something I don't understand. Sure. Yeah. And then the chorus sounds like words, but I didn't understand what he was saying either. Yeah. It just is very cool. And the instrumental in the middle at the end of the song is just so, 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 so good. good. A plus. Yeah. yeah. Great. 100%. They, made a, they actually made a whole book about this song. 
Wait. Now they oh, well. <laughs> called this is, a it's a stupid, a stupid autobiography. Uh, God. It's awful. Okay, Jamie, do you want to say it? Uh, other side. How long? How long? Back to back bangers. Yeah. Yeah. Another, Absolutely. The, the, banger my, my note says another banger. Yeah. It's, another great guitar riff at this time. I know. Like, holy smokes. Yeah. It is. This elegant. album is aggressively front loaded. Yes. 100%. Oh, 100%. 100%. This song is simple. It's elegant. And the the bass and the guitar really enhance Kiedis' vocals perfectly. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like crazy. It also is crazy to see how much is about drugs that I never really realized because I'd never read lyrics back in the day. Mm. It's like, oh, wow. These guys have some uh, hard lives for, I mean, uh, uh, people who are crazy. in their 30s. Yeah. Yeah, I because uh, I used to buy the CDs, so I just sit there and read the lyric book while listening along. Um, this one is supposed to be about uh, Hillel Slovak, which is their original guitarist. He tragically died young. I think it was a cocaine overdose. I can't remember. Um, it's like bittersweet. It sucks that Hillel di- died, but also Frusciante's amazing, and they've clearly made better music since. Um, but yeah, it's it's this one used to be one of my favorites, but it's not as much anymore. I really like Chad's drumming on it quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I really like how Flea like slides around on the bass. Yeah, there it's this is an interesting one because it shows how poetic they can be. Because yeah. a lot of time people assume or like remember a lot of the immature stuff. Totally, but it's like man, there's a lot of beautiful imagery in the, here in yeah. the ways they can view it. Uh, I was looking at the genius for this one, and it was interesting where people are like, it could mean this, it could mean that, yeah, it could mean this as well. And I'm like, all of it fits together so beautifully that I. I'm totally happy with any of these interpretations yeah. as being like the perfect way of viewing this song. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Very pretty. And the instrumental break for the bridge. Mm-hmm. It's great. It somehow doesn't derail the whole song. No. And while giving it a bit of an edge with that, like, because yeah. like this is a very subdued song until then yet it still feels like it fits really well uh, and then yeah. transitions back to that final chorus I was yeah. like wow this it's is got great. super good solo at the end too mm-hmm. basically every Fushanti solo is like really good mm-hmm. uh, and then we got Get On Top which is I don't like this one I wrote basically kind of a throwaway song yeah I don't like it <laughs> I, my note says they can't all be zingers <laughs> Yeah, the drum work is solid, and Flea obviously kills sure. it on the bass, but the lyrics yeah. don't do anything, and the chorus is blah. This, yeah. The group singing doesn't hit for me. Like, this, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this one sounds particularly washed out. Yeah. yeah. They, They're completely flat. Nothing yeah, to it. Yeah, that's a lot of peaking in this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, the instrumental Get at on, 145 is insane, though. Yeah. And Flea goes so hard. He's slapping the bass. Amazing. 40 seconds of greatness. I was right? like, I want that. Right? That's all I want. I, um... I, I don't hate it. I still kind of like the song, but I like like all of their stuff, even the freaky, styly stuff, the stuff that's a little more like aggressive funk. Um, but it definitely fits more on something like Freaky, Styly, or maybe even Blood Sugar Sex Magic than it does on this album. And that's kind of my problem with Californication is it's this weird like in-between album. By the way, is very much new stuff that they were doing before Stadium. Um, where I, and Blood Sugar is like old funky stuff and then californication is kind of in between so it's got like all these really good songs like californication other side uh scar tissue but then it's got like get on top uh purple stain um you know so yeah i i think it should have just been left off the album luckily we have californication next oh what a classic so Psych- good psychic spies from china tried to steal your minds whatever elation, elation. that's yeah. what i heard it from our homeless person apparently Oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, this is the second time yeah. a California homeless person gave us lyric. Classic. Yeah, shout out uh, Father John Misty. Yeah. This is like twice in one four-week rotation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, this is a, uh, an absolute banger. I heard it when I was a kid because I was watching MTV or much or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I saw the music video and was like, oh my God. He's in I a video, video game. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're playing, they're, they're playing crazy tech. I was like, maybe games will be like this someday. And uh, little I know, they'd be better because watching it back now. I'm oh, like, yeah, it looks terrible. It looks bad. Yeah. It's like six polygons per person. Yeah, yeah everything's, uh, a, everything's a Dreamcast game. I was yeah. like, I can't tell who that's supposed to be. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> even the models look so similar to each other. And they're wearing these like short pants, not shorts. Yeah. Short pants. It's oh, a very yes. weird amount of length. Yes, uh, three-quarter shorts, we <laughs> used to call them. Weird. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but absolutely, another fire intro as well. Yeah. You know who liked realized. wearing those? Skateboarders. It's true. He was a skater boy. She did say, see you later, boy. Mm-hmm. But I never realized how many iconic intros uh, Red Hot has. I know, right? It's, Red Hot doesn't feel right. No. I don't like saying that. You say never said Red Hot. Peppers. Uh, <laughs> the peps. <laughs> Peptos. Uh, Californication is also just a cool word. Yeah. I assume that they made it up, but no, it's it's not. They, it's apparently a word. Oh, it's a that. thing? Yeah. Okay, I always wondered that because there's like, the a show and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a great show with David Duchovny. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a word from the 60s to talk about the pervasion of sure. California and stuff. That's cool. King I like size beds. I like the drums quite a bit. Mm. Uh, it's got a really fun chorus. I always forget that this song is like five and a half minutes long. Yeah. It does not feel long. But um, it gets close, but not. Yeah, it's really sad, and it's got that simple solo after like three Ooh, and a half minutes. Simple solo is really good. It's though. good though. I, every solo Frusciante yeah, does is good. Is very good. Even mm. if he, even when he's like on an album like this, and he's not going crazy, it's he's really he's just a like one of the best guitarists in the world, in my opinion. Easily, um, he, right? Like even if you don't like a lot of Chili Pepper stuff, if you listen to I'm his, trying to segue into where's the, the John song. Mayer, <laughs> where's the John Mayer, John Frusciante collab? Oh my god, that, that would, would be interesting. Insane. Right? John John Mayer with the Grateful Dead yeah. was was an interesting co- collab. The Grateful Mayer, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I believe they went under the name Dead and Friends. Uh, that's a that's a good name too. That's a good name. Uh, one quick fact before we move on easily. This was apparently one of the only songs that where Anthony actually wrote the lyrics before the music. Um, and apparently the original version sucks, but then John came in with a riff. Yeah, I he saw came, that too. Yeah. He was like, we need to make this a song. Like, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it ended up being this. Yeah. My one last fact is that Chad Smith surfing the Golden Gate Bridge will always live rent-free in my head. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. It's really tough. <laughs> I'm like, how the hell does this work? But I don't know. It looks sick as hell. <laughs> uh, up next is Easily. This, this one also sounds like hot garbage. Does it? I the wouldn't know. Me think of... Uh, Cause I'm crazy, crazy for you. Like the dun dun dun. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, uh, 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 hurt. Yeah. yeah. I always think it's that song at the intro. Uh, it's. I can, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the rawness of the song. It feels like an indie yeah. rock song. I have no other comments. I don't think I'd ever put, purposely put this on. But no. The chorus I like is the very instrumental good. and how it crashes at the end. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fun to sing along with. I agree. The chorus is great. I think it's got really good drums. I really like the little lead in that Chad does before the choruses. Mm-hmm. Um. I kind of this was this is the only song where I'm like I really wish Chad got like a 30 second solo. Yeah, there's no drum solos. No, it's and he's I don't not, think they like Chad Smith. It comes up <laughs> later on, but I, I don't know why they don't like Chad Smith, but they don't. Yeah. He looks like old Will Will Ferrell. He does like, look Will, like Will Ferrell. Ferrell. They are the same person. But yeah, they hate him. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's got another short and sweet solo by Frusciante around two minutes. It's really good, but uh, yeah. Then we get porcelain. I love porcelain. Yeah, I actually really like this too. Oh, I'm realized so there's not good. a ton of like quite a bit slower jams. Like this yep. is a slow jam. There's some where it kind of seems a little slow, but this one's 
genuinely slow. Yeah. And I actually really enjoy it. The, the brushwork on the drums is very tasty. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, the harmonizing solid. The guitar riffs are yeah. solid. It's all really relaxing. Yeah. And it's short. It doesn't drag on. Yeah. It's just like, here's some a story and goodbye. So, John's got some uh, greasy fingers. And you can hear him on the strings. Yeah. He's a you, greasy you boy. Hear the, like, you know when you can hear them do like the like the slide on the string a little bit of screech yeah there's a lot of screech yeah if it, you listen to it loud enough on that's on hard Apple to, music. it's hard to prevent i try um, to play guitar and it's hard to like relax enough to not with those little hands you play guitar with those little baby hands that's why i gave Good up my up. hands are too small um yeah it's apparently about a girl anthony met in rehab um and like i said before this is the one where if you've got the good version this is how you tell if you don't hear the hiss at the start mm. i like the lyrics quite a bit very sad but uh yeah porcelain's great uh, emmet ribus which is summertime backwards <laughs> i'm gonna it's try a, to reverse what i said to see if it's I did a stinker well. yeah, i didn't like this one uh, yeah stinks. this one's about a fling anthony had with sporty spice while touring in europe hmm. i think it's okay it's got a cool bass line from flea but that's that's like about all my I only like notes are it. summertime backwards and song doesn't do anything drags on a bit yep 100 percent uh, I like Dirt. I love this song. I, I I like Dirt, too. It's a great album by Alice in Chains. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, we'll cover it at some point. I have a copy of Dirt. I don't like this Dirt. Um, no. I just like I just like the chorus. I like Dirt. Well, I like Dirt. I, I like That's Dirt. That's probably my least favorite part. Oh, really? It, it's uh, dangerously funky. Yeah, it's just a really <laughs> funky song. I don't know. I, I especially like the little bit of guitar right before the song really kicks off. Interesting fact. This song was originally called Dirt. Oh, neat. I don't know why they had to I like, change it to I like. I like, dirt, I like but, yeah. yeah. I like the solo around halfway through, even though it's like really basic. Um, so, yeah. Song. Yeah, it's good. This Velvet Glove. Uh, I actually forget how much I like this song, especially the little breakdowns in the acoustic rhythm guitar. <laughs> this one has the intro riff that also sounds like that heart song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it does? <laughs> they did it again. Yeah. They just told that twice. <laughs> I wrote, John is really good at guitar intros. Pretty much. This yeah. one I wrote down. Intro riff sounds like that song. Dum dum da 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 dum dum, which is that heart song. Yeah. Dum da 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 dum. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the verses, but the chorus is solid. Mm, yeah. And the drum breakdown into the second chorus, oh, also good. For good. Yeah. Uh, Savior. This one's also about Hillel. It's got wow wow great wow, song. Wow, 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 yeah. I really like this one. Yeah. I, I'm I'm surprisingly not as crazy about it. I really like the cymbals and the drums quite a bit. It's about his dad. Oh, I thought it was about Hillel. No. It's about his dad. Oh. Uh, that's who his hero was. And like, uh, I am like you because you made me or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's all about that. And his experience with drugs and stuff because his dad struggled with it. And like, he sure did. he had done heroin at like 14. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. And had sex at 12 and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. he had a very rough upbringing. But I think the lyrics are really powerful. And it's like this, again, this acceptance of like, you know, I'm like you. You did all this too. Uh, and he's come to forgive his dad, which is great. Um, you know, obviously... He's also Anthony Keys has affected many lives, and uh, it's because of the way he's raised, uh, or at least part of it. Yeah, and that sucks. It yeah, sucks. The uh, uh, the song is really dynamic. It doesn't feel like it's five minutes long. No, it has a vaguely country feel. Like, oh, really? Vaguely. I don't like, get that. So Jamie. vaguely, I don't. See I don't it. see it either. If it, it felt more, it felt more different than the rock or the funk songs. I I hear you. I wouldn't say country though. No, I it still feels. Pretty I was trying rock, to think right? of a word for it. More country like is the word I came up. With. It's more like it upbeat, grungy. upbeat grunge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like especially the drums. Yeah, give me like a lot of like Allison Change. Or yeah, kind of sure. change. The bass isn't funky, <laughs> but it's like really prominent in the mix. I really liked it. Mm. Um, then we get Purple Stain. Dracula yeah. and something, something. Not a fan. Feels like a weird follow-up to an emotional song. <laughs> I know. 
Yeah, this emotional song about like his dad and his experience with it, and it's like this one's. About- I'm gonna do this stuff with you while you're at your time of the month. It's like <laughs> what? It's about cooters. I just really I like the instrumental part of it. Like yeah, the minute they have outro is sick. It's yeah, and it's, it's hypnotic. Yeah, it's, it's super um, funky. Um, the the lyrics about Dracula. And living in Hollywood, Gross. all I remember is the line about "We all live in Hollywood." Yeah, yeah. I, the, I really like how wild it gets near the end with the solo. Super good. Um, then we get right on time. Okay, this one stinks. This niche one's... reference. The intro, or the, the the intro reminds me of the intro of the song "Sticking Around." Uh, so listen what? to that. Do, 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 I gotta do, check that out. Do, 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 do. What the the what the sticking around from like the the TV show? Yeah, the only one. Okay, sure. Yeah, it feels like that. Yeah, yeah okay. It's a solid song. Do, 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 I like the harmonizing of the chorus. <laughs> it's got great great bass. This Always. is this is one that I think totally belongs on Freaky Styley, and I kind of wish they just left it off the album. Song sucks. I like the bass. Ugh. I really like the bass in it, but that's about it. Uh, and then we get road tripping. Uh, this is the one where I'm like, they hate Chad Smith. Chad is actually credited on this song because he suggested that it has no drums. Yeah, but there's like me and my two friends. There's four of them. Uh, he's the one, <laughs> I get it, but he's the one who suggested it. Which and, he and suggested they, going on a surf trip. Just three of them. No, friends. just not including the drums on it. No, but the lyrics all about John Frusciante, Flea, and uh, Anthony Kiedis hanging out. Well, he's like me and my two friends. I'm like, damn, no yeah. drums. Me and my two friends, like, why? Um, why does this have 180 million listens? Road tripping's why- great. I like this song a lot. Oh, I don't like it at all. Oh yeah, no, I like this a lot. A lot. You um, don't like road tripping? If this no. didn't have one, the I other like, major I like hits, the this concept of road tripping with my two this would 100 be my favorite if the other hits were not. Why here. is this the last song in the album? It's a slow song to end the album out. What do you mean? I don't like it. I think it's funny actually because it's a song about having good sober fun, yeah. and the whole rest of the album's been about like drugs. Yeah. This is a weird folk. So it's like it's like, like overcoming all the stuff that's happened on the uh, album so far. Uh, I, I don't I, know. I thought they would end on a bang, and they just ended on driving up the highway with my two dudes. I don't know. I no, love. I like it a lot. I love road tripping. I don't think it sounds like a Chili Pepper song. That's kind of my only thing. Um, but it's about California. I get it, but the sound <laughs> of the song no, itself no. doesn't really sound like them too much, especially because yeah, it's not like funky or anything. Yeah, uh, no, but I think I really it's great. Yeah, I think it's a great end of the album, yeah. especially when it's like talking about struggling with staying sober. Yeah, and there's even a moment where it's like get clarity and go surfing. Like it's like stay focused on having good sober fun and doing it. I agree. Yeah. The message is good. Hanging out with your two best friends because I only have two friends. There's yeah. no third person get I would ever here, be Chad friends Smith. with. Chad Smith is dead. I really, <laughs> I really like what sounds like cello or something in the background too. Uh, and then beautiful j- guitar work from John yet again. It's just a great way to the end to end the album with John just kind of playing them out. Yeah, I, I'm. A, I, I I thought it was kind of like I, I like the. You're right. The message of the uh, the song is good. I just didn't like the execution of the song. You know the songs where you know the band leaves and it's just the singer playing like, yeah. the song. It, that's this, but only Chad Smith leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about the album, Ploof. So. Yep, it's it does my the thing that I hate that every Chili Peppers album my own does, mm. except for Stadium. Every Alice in Chains album. Alice in Chains is a two, yeah. It's uh, basically you've got two records in a single jacket. Uh, we we poo poo that every time we see it. I hate that it's not a gatefold. It drives me nuts. I don't know why. Maybe just to save money, but whatever. Um, on the front, like I said before, it's got a swimming pool and a sky. The uh, sky is in the swimming pool. It is. 
gorgeous. It's it also the highest quality print I've right? like ever seen. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, it, it, it is, is so nicely. high quality. Yeah. It looks way better on this record, blown up, than it ever did on the CD I owned as a kid or when I looked at 1, the art 000%. on a computer. I don't know what they did. I but, want it just for high, how high quality it is. Right? It honestly jumps off the, the it, jacket. It genuinely looks really good. Um, it's and got the, no ring wear either? Yeah. Well, it's pretty new. Like I bought, I mean, it's from, I think, 2012 or something is the release that's got the best. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, then on the back, it's just like purple with kind of the cloudy vibe. And it's got all of the it's, it's tracks just the back listed. Of the CD, yeah. It's got um, some purple rain. Yeah, kind of. Oh. The one nice thing is that the tracks are not labeled, but they're all grouped up. To oh, with it, which with what each LP? side they're on, like yeah. yeah. Like so it's, it's this album has four sides on. Yeah, nice two, script. Two records, yeah. It's a nice little font. Looks kind of like someone's writing. Um, and then on the inside, we got two records as well as an insert. And the insert Ooh. has all the lyrics on one side. And the three best friends. And then it's got. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. They're all four of them were there. All four of them in a like black and white. It does look like there's only three. I did a double take. <laughs> Chad Smith is in the background. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent did a double take. But yeah, there's all four of them right there. Uh, uh, they're yeah. hugging like pre-show, like yeah. dinner group huddle kind of thing. Yeah, black and white. We're gonna photo. get them. We're gonna get go out there and get them. That's what they're saying. Uh, and then we've just got you know, Chad, don't mess up. Come on, man. Regular, <laughs> <laughs> regular sleeves uh, housing a couple of albums. Um, one is red for the sky, and then the other or the pool. Well, and then the other is blue for the pool or, or sky, the sky. Yeah, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Oh, uh, decent quality. Sounds yes, pretty we good. To it. it sounds better than what you will hear on streaming. Literally anywhere else. Yeah, pretty much. Crazy. But uh, yeah, um, that was my that was my pick. What did you guys think, uh, Jamie? Why don't you go first? Okay, it's okay. Um, it's just as good as I remembered it when I was a kid. Um, which is to say that I think it is a fine album. It is not my favorite, and, and again, I'm not a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. Um, but I appreciate that they exist. Um, I would say that to me, this album is probably like an eight, maybe a nine out of 13. If I'm really generous, there's a a lot of really good front loaded stuff on it. Um, but the back half of the album is, I would never play the second LP. Sure. The second LP could not exist and I'd be just as happy. Um, Bell, what'd you think? This is another pretty good album by red hot chili peppers great like great album it's one of their good albums yeah one of the good ones <laughs> it's pretty okay i'm not sure if this is my preferred <laughs> album by them the second half of the album is lacking and i'm not really able to relate to lyrics in any song but i guess it's a good thing i'm gonna put this in the ninth spot above hot show by prozac and below being somewhere by dan mangan it's a good album but i'm not sure i'd listen to any side other than a and d like i want to hear road tripping and like you know some of the other ones are okay but a is really stacked B has Californication, but then gets into some of the bad songs. Like, I don't really know what I would really put this on, but I will probably look into getting it for the album cover. It is gorgeous. Like, it truly, I cannot understate how good it looks in person. Uh, I got to get that. I'd say you're probably safe just listening to our Red Hot Chili Peppers hits, though. 100%. I don't know if anyone will really genuinely enjoy every song on a Red Hot Chili Peppers album. I mean, if you like California rock or darker autobiographical lyrics, maybe this is worth checking out. Like, if you like listening to storytelling there are some really interesting stories here if you can parse out what imagery they're trying to show it's really mm-hmm. it is really difficult but overall it is good yeah um it's not my favorite chili peppers album that's probably 
I go, I change my mind on this all the time. Uh, growing up, my buddy's favorite has always been By the Way, and I think that's where I kind of land now as well, because it's like Californication, but just like a little nicer and a little, it's still funky, but it's not like freaky, styly funky. By the Way is also a great minute. song. Huh? By, By the, the way, way is also a great song. By the Way is a great song. Um, but uh, yeah, Californication is still good. I, I fully agree. I think that it is front-loaded. I think that it has at least like, three to five songs too many that could have just been cut and it could have been like a 40 minute uh album um but even with john's kind of laid back guitar on this one um and then anthony's really like just again he's got that weird range and that weird sound but i really like it a lot of the time chad smith's a good drummer flea is an incredible bassist like they're all solid uh the album's solid i think i give it about an eight out of ten um it's a it's a good album and I'm glad I own it, especially for that cover. I forgot how good it looks <laughs> until I pulled crazy. it out, and yeah, it's like a red and blue, orange and blue thing, contrasting or complementary colors, whatever. But like, it's really pretty, um, and uh, especially if you get this version, because it doesn't sound like uh, trash. Hot garbage. Yeah, that, great. You know what? Dan Mangan really did not fare too bad. No, I'm surprised. Yeah, was Beatles decent. obviously yeah, kings of killed this, it. In this yeah, episode. sure. Well, up next week, we are doing our Christmas episode. It's that time of year already. Speaking of trash. <laughs> we are doing, <laughs> if you don't know, we work for LMG with uh, the hit channel, Lions Tech Tips, and we're doing their Christmas album from whatever year that it was. We'll have more info <laughs> next week. But we're doing the LMG or LTT Christmas album. No offense to anybody that we work with that was on that hey, album. If you listen to this. I, I only joke because... They joke about how bad it is. It's going to yeah. be a 15-minute episode. It probably will be short, but it will be Christmassy. So hey. get in the spirit. Jingle bell. Jamie will be wearing a white beard. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you better you better do it now, Jamie. If you don't, I'll be disappointed. Okay. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye.